Can't forget days being broke is a joke. This shit wasn't funny then. I know I can trip and slip back to the bottom and end up right where I began. I wish I could say this was part of the plan, but this just a means to an end. And I can't wait to talk to my mother and tell her her boy done turned into the man. Cause everybody want to get rich. Nobody want to take a risk. That's all they yeah, got. Yeah, y'all abandoned the runners. Yeah. You got Chris Thomas. Jamal Thomas. DeAndre Burton. And, oh. Y'all heard that, ladies and gentlemen. Jamal Thomas is back on the show. (laughs) You're listening to the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture, every Tuesday here on WJYN 98.5 and on UptownReallyFeely.org. What is going on, everybody? What is going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely, man. And the most wonderful time of the year just just, started this past weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Playoff football. And it definitely lived up to the expectations. We had some pretty good games, some long droughts, uh, pretty much expunged, which was Cincinnati. Uh, Joey Cool, yeah, and uh, some and some pretty bad, pretty bad performances for some first-time uh, quarterbacks in the postseason. And now we get to the thick of things. Probably the most com- potentially competitive divisional rounds that we've seen in recent years. I'm talking. I'm talking Chiefs, Bills. I'm talking Bengals, Titans. I'm talking. That's going to be a game of the weekend. Yeah. I'm talking 49ers and Packers. And I'm talking the Rams and Bucks. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's going to be that's gonna be prime time. Yeah, definitely. And if you want to call to join the discussion, the number is 215-763-9596. You know, if you want to talk football, want to talk basketball, just want to talk about anything else, man. You want to talk about culture, we here for you. But now, f- without further ado, since we are here in Good old sunny Philadelphia. It's <laughs> just too sunny today. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about it. The Philadelphia Eagles, nobody expected them to be in the postseason. but And I guess they kind of got the memo the way they played on Sunday for the first half of football, losing a score of 31-15 to to the tam- reigning champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady had over 250-plus yards, two TDs. Sean Vaughn had a... <laughs> Uh, do a shard long game, and Jalen Hurts did absolutely nothing. Yeah, and here's the thing: everybody, like I said, like multiple times, Jalen Hurts did a really solid job all year. But however, the way he played in that postseason, he opened the door. He kept that door open for potential other options of where Philadelphia can go in the quarterback this offseason. I mean, if we if we're honest with ourselves, was the door ever really that close? No, it was always open. So here's the sobering moment for everybody is yesterday was a reality check. So for a team that starts out two and five and to finish nine and nine and eight, you do need luck. You need to come together. Obviously there was a philosophical and ideological change along the offense. The defense, uh guys came to Gannon about certain uh little schemes and things that they were comfortable with under Swartzy and wanted to put in there and that helped the defense to, to come along. But let's be real. We played games against Garrett Gilbert, um, against Jake Fromm, against Ian Book. Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. These are some of the quarterbacks that the Eagles faced in the second half of the year, which inflated our defensive stats and gave everybody an inflated sense of confidence. But the truth of the matter is this is a very flawed roster. This is a roster with some older players and some key starting spots. Um, a lack of young, impactful talent. Uh, see Michael Parsons, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, all guys that could have been Eagles. Uh, the roster is a mess, but I think the one silver lining is I'll start on a positive note before we really get to Jalen. 
is Nick Sirianni. Um, these guys played for him. They believed in him. They loved the stuff that he said. Um, he brought a good staff, uh, employed guys, and I think got guys touches that needed to get touches and understood his team and worked with what he had. So for that, I commend Jeff, Ro Jeff Lurie, excuse me, for bringing in Sirianni because I think that over any other arching thing, you know, other things we worry about in offseason, Jalen is how we're going to mess up the draft. Sirianni's a good one from what I've seen so far. Yeah, and I'll give props to Jonathan Gannon. Granted, the defense, the quarterbacks that he, pl that he played during that stretch weren't really world beaters at all or sterling NFL caliber quarterbacks at all. In the end, you can only give what you were given. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, you also got to remember, like, how flawed and how old this Philadelphia Eagles defense is. Brandon Graham's going to be coming back next year, but uh, after a torn ACL, but the guy's 35 years old. And you got to remember, before that Bucks game came out, we lost our best pass rusher in Josh Sweat. That's probably the only young, bright spot that we actually have on that, on that defense right now. Line I would argue Davion Taylor, is, is it looks like a stud. <laughs> He's raw, but that kid can run 4-3 sideline to sideline. Yeah. You can't teach that at linebacker. Yeah, I understand. That, that, that's that Howie Roseman talk. <laughs> 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 yeah, but yeah, uh, linebackers, they're okay. But like I said, we could do a lot better. Yeah, like we could, we a, could lot, a lot better. Yeah. And uh, secondary, I love Darius Slay, but that's pretty much it. Avante, uh, you got to give Avante. Avante Maddox. You got Slay, you got Avante Maddox, and that's pretty much it. You're still going to need uh, two safeties probably up top. Rodney McLeod's getting a little older, and Anthony Harris is on a one-year deal. And they're both free agents, by the yeah, way. Yeah, and Steven Nelson's also a free agent as, as well. So we may have an entirely revamped secondary. Yeah. Luckily, we have three first-round picks and a heavy defensive draft. Mm, yeah. Mm. Now, now the negative part. I'm sorry. Were you, were you gonna no, I was about to say that's actually good. Three first round picks yeah. in a defensive heavy draft. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. This but that being said, there's also holes on the offense as well. Honestly, just outside of the offensive line and Devontae, uh, up offensive line, Dallas got her Devontae Smith. Everywhere, everywhere else, we can probably upgrade. We probably, we probably, I wouldn't mind if we get another running back. I like Miles Sanders, but there's a reason why they don't give them the ball 20 times, whether it be Doug Peterson or Nick Sirianni. We may be the least talented offensive football. Yeah. Like, if we're just honest. Yeah. And uh, Jalen Rager, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, two guys that we spend high draft picks on. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside has 16 catches in three years. Terrible. That's terrible. And I don't care how bad you got to be. Like, we can talk about D.K. Metcalf as much as we want. Uh, we we also passed up on the possibility of getting Terry McLaurin, Justin or, Jefferson, yeah, Brandon yeah, Evo Samuel, <sighs> yeah, could have traded up to get Calvin Ridley, uh, C.D. Lamb, you know, just anybody, literally anybody, anybody who could like get yeah. open and catch a ball, and you know. Yeah. But the one thing is the the biggest positive is Devontae Smith. You could clearly tell watching that Bucks game how frustrated he was. That's Especially a wide receiver one. Yeah. No question. He wants the ball. And when they're down and he's not getting any targets, he wants that ball. The only other bright spot I also will give is, is Quez Watkins. That's what I'm about to say. Quez, Quez Watkins. Yeah, he yeah. did good this year. Yeah. yeah. Quez was getting open. And But outside of that, yeah, we need another receiver. We, we need another running back. We possibly still need more depth for the offensive line. Potentially Kelsey's replacement. Yeah, because, you know, there's no guarantee he come back. But, like, the one, I guess, positive indication, if you want to say, of him coming back is he wouldn't have cared about preserving the Ironman streak in week uh, week 18 if you don't want to come back next year. Because at that point, it's over anyway, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. So, I think that was a, a big thing. But I guess to the negative is we saw the gap. Like, 
And it's funny because, you know, like, obviously Bills and Pats was a blowout as well, as well as Cards Rams. But you saw the talent gap between these two teams more than any other game in this weekend. Mm-hmm. And there were points where the birds could have gotten back into it. You know, the Dallas Cotter drop, different plays. But more than anything, it was just our offense, our defense could not get off the field. And our offense couldn't sustain drives. And that's a disaster against any team, but especially a team being led by Tom Brady, who anytime he smells blood in the water, is not going to let you live. Mm-hmm. You're done. So um, the, the greatest closer in you know NFL history of just understanding situation and, and knowing, oh, we need to get points or we need to go up three possessions to make this game longer and we can stretch this out. So for me, Jalen Hurts can't be the guy. And people say you're making a rash decision. You, you, you're you overthinking it. He has time to develop. I know a lot of these quarterbacks, you know, Mahomes and Herbert and Burrow are coming in and being the guy early. That's my issue. And I don't care if it's one of those things where it's like maybe you're getting caught up in the moment or whatever. But, like, if everybody's driving Teslas because they save mileage or save gas or they save one of the emissions, right, they got to be doing something right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just following a trend to follow a trend. It's a reason that. When guys are coming to the league, if they're ready, if they're those type of guys, they 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 can assimilate quickly. Even you take it back a decade, you go the twenty twelve class, you go Kirk Cousins showed you he could play early. RG three showed you he could play. Andrew Luck showed you he could play. Nick showed you he could play. Rush showed you he could play. All those guys, all different um time periods in the draft, all different levels of starting, all different conferences, all came in and at least showed you I can play at this level. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts can't make some explosive plays. I'm not even saying he couldn't be a great backup or a sufficient starter. But if we're talking about going from where we had a guy like Carson Wentz, and I'm not saying that Wentz hasn't fallen off his wagon, but where Wentz's ceiling was, if people are truthful with themselves, they never can see Hurts' ceiling being that. Now, Wentz's fall off, I don't think Hurts would ever fall that far mm-hmm. because of who he is as a person. He's just so sturdy as a person. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be able to fall off in that regard. But Talent-wise, if you just ask me talent to talent, them to run a 40, throw a pass, uh, uh, run an offense for a drive or two, at full strength, full capacity, it wouldn't even be close. And I'm being honest. And I get it. People are like, oh, you know, Indy was an 11-win team. Carson goes there and they're a 9-win team. I'm not saying something isn't going on with him mentally of who he is. Right, exactly. But if we're talking talent-wise, I, I even used the Deshaun Watson example because they're more comparable as the types of players they would like to be. Meaning Deshaun's more akin to use his legs than Carson probably will. You you see you see Deshaun actually run read options in Houston's offense. If you put Deshaun Watson in the in, in Jalen Hurts spot in this Eagles offense, it's an entirely different team. Yeah. You open up this playbook, the run game still thrives, it still looks the same. You just have someone who makes smarter decisions and can execute those decisions with his arm talent. Yeah. Right. And everybody keeps saying like, oh, arm talent merch. Here's the thing, arm talent does matter. It matters. Yeah, there That's was why a reason. Matt Stafford. Yeah, there's a reason why Matt Stafford went in a high price that he did. There's a reason why mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes' success uh, has taken the Chiefs' offense to another level that Alex Smith never could. There's a reason why Aaron Rodgers has been consistent. Even Tom Brady. Yeah. Hey, that's arm talent, his ability to release the ball quickly, his accuracy, his anticipation. That's all talent in his arm. He can make throws. That even at 44, he can still make the throws down the field. Yeah. way I would say way better than Hurts, too, because Hurts do miss a lot of passes that should be for scores. Definitely. He'll use his legs first before actually throwing the ball. It's, it's, a, it's a lot. But I definitely agree. 
But what you were saying about he can't be QB1. He can't. He can't. He can be a high-end QB2. He can be an average QB1. He cannot be one of those guys that you you lock yourself to for 8 to 10 years. You can't. Yeah. The thing is that can you win with Hurts? Absolutely. We've seen it this year. Yes. But it's going to take a lot more talent than what we don't have right now to elevate you know, not only hurts, but what we're able to do as an offense. Exactly. Meanwhile, like, yeah, listen, he's a great guy. And that's that's kind of like where I'm like, okay, I get it. He's a great guy. Philadelphia fans are just so, like, enamored with, like, oh, this he's a great guy. He says all the right things. I'm like, so our standards is just, oh, this guy's just an upstanding citizen. We don't care about talent. Well, you got to remember and you do have to take that with a caveat that it comes directly after Carson, who we felt like Carson quit on us. And you know Philly fans, like, we play the whole tough guy role. But really, we just a sensitive bunch, and we feel like when you turn our back on us, we're just – our response is because we don't know how to communicate and say that. We're just like, screw you. You know? Yeah. That's just kind of how Philly fans are. Yeah, honestly, I get that. But to me – So everybody, of course, was going to yeah. try and see that Jalen was the guy. Yeah. Okay, I'll see that. But in the end, I never saw him as the guy. Like – you saw Carson literally made a franchise record throwing for 4,000 yards, 27 touchdowns, and seven picks, dragging a team that had no business being 9-7 and seven with Greg Ward being his wide receiver one. Right. And the first thing that you decide to do When is, he has a bad year. Yeah. Get rid of him. Is, but you got to remember, he did ask for that. That wasn't just Howie and that wasn't just Jeffrey Lurie. Mm-hmm. I think people do forget that that is a large part of this that he didn't want to be here. If you could have, it's the same thing going on. Oh, no, with I was going to, I was, go, was going to say, you know, during the draft, you know, you had your opportunity to. Here's the thing: everybody could talk about the Justin Jefferson thing, but to me, the the telling thing that me was like, okay, Carson's not going to last here is when they drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round, and yeah. not only that, Carson uh, Howie Roseman went to the presser. Well, I thought it was a good, I thought it was, a, I thought it was a good pick because Carson can't stay on the field healthy. That's pretty much saying that the organization does not believe in you. And then he played 16 games this year, didn't he? Yeah. 17, excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. This also goes back to your point about Jalen being QB1. What happened at Alabama? You lost your job to a guy who can't keep his job. Pretty much. And you had to go to another school in Oklahoma, breaking records and everything like that, but you still go second round. But the Big 12's defense is like having us out there as your secondary. Yeah. Yep. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah, but you got to think, like, Lincoln Riley's a quarterback guru. Like, he, yeah. he's the reason why Baker Mayfield went number one overall. Whoever the U.S. Went Kyle Murray went is will probably get drafted in 2023. Exactly. Like, let's just be real. Whoever that kid is, whether he's a sophomore or junior, he's probably going to come out after the year he's going to have O'Reilly. That's, that's, that's definitely true. I mean, it, it's – for the Eagles, I want to know – what kind of quarterback are you guys looking for? So, for me, personally, I'll tell you, I've been on the, you know, uh, legal issues with standing. I've been on the Deshaun Watson trade. Okay. Because he's 26 years old, 27, I think, at this point. Mm-hmm. No, We know for a fact he can read coverage. You can keep most of your playbook intact and then open it up a full 100%. There's not a throw he can't make downfield. There's not a scheme you can't run. And everything that you've taken time. Because let's be honest. If you look at the offense Sirianni ran for Phillip Rivers in 2019 versus what he ran for Jalen this year, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. So, And that's you know him and Steichen understanding their thing. But the cool part is you designed this awesome offense that produced the most rushing yards in Eagles history. And a lot of that was Jalen. But who's to say you can't have that same threat with Watson? Because now this is a guy who 
he's going to pull the ball back more often and not put Miles and them in trouble, but be able to make throws. Those same plays where, where you have that fake to the right side, pull it out the gut, let Miles run off, and you have Dallas slip out the back side on that left side, he's making that throw. And that's Thanks. a 30-40 yeah. yard completion every time. Yeah. You'll eat teams alive. Yeah, and that play where Quest Watkins was in the slot and he made that corner route where the safety was. The post and he had the safety beat on his hip. Yeah, Deshaun's making that throw. Exactly. And so if you say I can't have Deshaun, I'd still want a mobile quarterback who can kind of play in the, the mold of Jalen Hurts, a better version of Jalen Hurts. So even Russ, pretty much the ideal quarterback of what you pretty much need today, like today, like, like a Deshaun like, Watson, like a Josh Allen, like a Patrick, exactly. A Rod even who, who's who's the you know the grandfather quote unquote. I like to say he's the little Wayne of this generation of like mumble rappers. Like people don't realize if you connect the dots, Lil Wayne, a lot of these younger rappers kind of tell him it's the A Rod. We're like he could run early in his career. He would run more often, but he was using his running. To, to, to open to up, set up for his arm yeah. exactly, yeah. and that's what Mahomes does great. That's what Watson does great. That's what Russ does great. Hurts can't do that because he doesn't have an arm to open up for. Right. So he gets out on that perimeter. It's so many plays, right? Well, they'll move that pocket right, and you know, as a fan, have been watching football your whole life, you know, okay, he's rolling out to the right, he's setting up. There's a deep shot, and he just looks, and you can just tell by his body language, he's like, I can't get that out there. He's pulling it down and running it. He's pulling it down and running or he's going to yeah. check down yeah. every time. And not to mention, to me, it's kind of like the Mike Vick thing. You know, remember Mike Vick early in his career. You take away his left and make him go right. He's not the same quarterback. See, Mike's thing was his ability to read. Like, I would say this is going to sound weird. I would say Jalen is more advanced in reading defenses right now than Vic was at that point in his career. Oh no, I was just saying that in regards to what Tampa was doing, they was overloading on the right side to okay. force Jalen go to his left. Okay, 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 okay. I see what you're saying. Just in general of the actual strategy. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I think that even speaks to what I'm saying with Jalen was think about how talented Vic was and how he could get away with the fact that he couldn't read defense until he came out of jail and came to the Eagles. Yeah. He didn't know how to read defenses in Rika. That was why he was so successful with us because he knew how to make the right reads at that point. Right. But Jalen already And not to mention the right just reads. the natural arm talent that he had. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. But then you see Jalen can make those reads. He makes the right throw idea. Like the Jalen um the Devontae Smith play. If that's Deshaun Watson, if that's Russ, that's a touchdown, and we're like, man, that's a crazy play. He's going left, he's throwing across the body, and we're talking about how that's an awesome play. But because Jalen doesn't have the arm strength to get that there, you're like, Oh, why do you throw that dude? We could have got three or you had another shot at the end zone. It's it's the the inches that make you a, a difference between a good or average or to a great quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a perfect encapsulation. Mike Edwards had to come all the way from the other side of the field in that safety spot to make that pick. But that's how little arm strength Jalen has, because like right, I said, right, right. if if that's Watson or Wilson, they get that in there easily. Mm-hmm. Like he wouldn't even caught it. He did the ball would already been on his hands. Accelerating exactly. Yeah, exactly. Sure. If, even Carson makes that throw. That's yeah. Do you get my point? So I'm not exactly. arguing whether I like Jalen more than I like Carson. I think that's a given. <laughs> like I mean, I mean, granted, one's gone, so there's really, really nothing we could do about it anyway. Exactly. But it's just to show you that. You made a rash decision, and then as fans, what we always try to tell ourselves to do is talk ourselves into something like, you know what, I, we got this kid. He, he's better than Hurts. He, he's better than Wentz. He's the guy. And it's like, no, he's not, and that's okay. And yeah. we got him still for two years, so if he wants to be here, guess what? If we bring in a Russ or bring in a Deshaun Watson, you can be the backup, and you can even come with that same Jalen Hurts mentality of I'm going to work every day. And guess what? This guy's going to show you the difference between work and talent. 
And that's what the NFL is. The difference between work and talent. Tim Tebow was the hardest worker in college. And what? He got rewarded for. He's the best player in college. And then he came to the league, and talent mattered. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, one good, what? Five, five, six good games? Five, six good games. And yeah, won a playoff game. But in the end, it didn't matter. Because once Peyton Manning, a better quarterback in every Can't single aspect, it. especially when it comes to throwing the football, became available, kick rocks Tim Tebow. Yeah. Send him to New York to die. And like, and like that's what <laughs> send him to the Jets to die. That's what team. No, seriously, they tried to send Brandon Marshall to go down there, but no, he was like, I got one more all pro season in me. That was such a weird team. The Ryan Fitzpatrick, Eric Decker, Brandon Marshall, Jets team. Yeah, that should have went to. There was eleven one team that didn't make the playoffs. That was crazy. Yeah, that, yeah. that was weird. Once again, you listen to ninety eight point five WGNY. Yeah, I'm running back sports show, sports for the culture. If you want to call the joining discussion, the number is two one five seven six three nine five nine six. You want to talk about football, basketball, or anything else culture wise? We got you. Nine so, time. So how y'all feel about his stats this year? Because I wrote them down. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. All right. All right. Read them down. Ugh. All right. So. Jalen Hurts, 61.3 completion percentage. <sighs> 3,144 passing yards. 16 touchdowns and 9 interceptions. A QB rating of 87.2. But flip side of it, 784 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns. So if it was 1999, I would love that stat line. But since it's 2021 and, like, people are, like, rolling out of bed throwing for 4,000 yards, like, Andy Dalton's got a couple 4,000 yards. Yeah, and not to mention, like, it's an extra game, so for you to pad your stats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And I would argue the saddest part about a lot of those rush – let's just be real. A lot of Jalen's biggest rushing plays aren't on design read options. He's Mm -hmm. had some chunk plays, but if we really had the next gen or the PFF breakdown in front it's of quarterback us. quarterback sneaks. It's a lot of, no, not quarterback sneaks. No, no, no. I'm saying it's a lot of scrambles. It's a lot of pocket, quote, unquote, I'm, I don't want to be condescending, but I am air quoting, y'all. Pocket broke down because a lot of the times the pocket doesn't break down. He just panics and gets out of there before really getting his eyes downfield and looking for open dudes. So a lot of his big plays, a lot of that 784 is off of scrambles and off of broken down plays. Now, I don't mean to downplay what he's done or what he can do with his legs, but I also it also goes to prove that the greatest versions of those quarterbacks, you go even back to Fran Tarkenton, you got your A-Rods, you got your, 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 your Steve McNairs, and guys who have had success as dual-threat quarterbacks is when they need to beat you with their arm, they, they can. Yeah. They can. You know what I'm saying? Even Kaepernick, take him as somebody who I think would be on that – if you talk a 50-50 dual threat guy, he's the closest to a guy like a Jalen or someone like that who doesn't have that, who isn't naturally known, but he also has a rocket too. Yeah. But he could beat you with his arm, with finesse throws, with putting touch on the ball, with ball placement. And he's done it in huge games. Yep. Against Atlanta, the playoff game, they stopped him from running, so he threw the ball. He threw the ball. He willed them back and went in that end. That's one of my favorite games to randomly watch. I, 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 I have a, a jukebox of, like, random games that I love that is a game where people, if they ask why why a bunch of people would always advocate for, oh, you can just sign Colin Kaepernick, go watch that game. Yeah. Atlanta's linebackers were taking away everything. They could not run that ball, and yeah. that man was picking them apart. Still, his first playoff game against the Packers in San Fran is just – Right, running for – It's just a human highlight reel. And that's the thing. When you got those legs, right, if you ain't got legs like Kaepernick to where you can run for 180 in a playoff game. Yeah, and not to mention Kaepernick was 6'4", so they were like long strides. Mm-hmm. So – Jalen is a great athlete. He's not special. And I think the only way you can get away with having more legs than arm, excuse me, is 
if your legs are special. Vic got away with it for so long, and then once his arm matched up, and the only thing that stopped Vic from having a crazy second half of his career, his body broke down. Yeah. But you saw it. You saw it for the three years he was the starter for the, for the Eagles, where he had finally put the mental with what he could do or what was left of his body. Yeah, he was an MVP candidate. And he was an MVP candidate. Because that's what he would have been if he got it when he was younger. Same thing with, uh, with, with, with even you throw like a Dante Culpepper or even Lamar now, who, you know, Lamar won MVP before his brain really could process, which is kind of crazy. Because I can't think of a quarterback that just won MVP overall athleticism. Because even Cam's year was a lot of scheme and a lot of him yeah. understanding that offense. Yeah. yeah, even even Mahomes. Mahomes, you can still beat you with an arm. He can run on occasion, but you got to remember, Mahomes even said, I didn't even read defenses. That first year. Mahomes, yeah. and, and, and it's funny that they won it back-to-back. Yeah. Mahomes and Lamar, that was completely just them out athletic in the league. Right, yeah. right. So let's, not, let's, let's, even, let's even bring it up. Donovan McNabb. Yeah. McNabb didn't really learn how to – so the best version of McNabb – and people will probably debate this, but it's probably like 07 to like 2010, like right before we got rid of him. And I say because his mind had finally gotten it. I f- yeah, oh wait, to me, that, that the year they went to the NFC Championship game against the Cardinals. He when, just figured when, out how to do it. When the Sean Jackson came, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that really yeah no, I agree. Because he had figured it out mentally where it was like, all right, I've seen all these coverages before. I know what to do. Now, at this point, his injuries that he has sustained through his, his athletic prime kind of started to catch up to him. He wasn't as fast on the scramble. Yeah, cause He's going ducks at this point because yeah. of his shoulders and stuff like that. But Yeah, because you got to remember, up until that point, he had multiple ankle injuries and, a tw- and two years removed from a torn ACL. Exactly. So, and he had the hernia injury, too, mm-hmm. which affects your core, which affects throwing. And he used to have a cannon. So, like... Sometimes he was, he was still humming that. <laughs> that's why Brady is such an anomaly because it's almost like he came in understanding the mental part, and then his body got better. Yeah, no, that, like, that's true. You know what I'm saying? It's the it's the opposite of what you normally think of with a guy where it's like when a guy comes, it's like MJ was coming in and just like dunking on everything. He was fast. He was great defensively. Played the pass lanes, and then when his mind got there and he got players around him, he started to dominate. And then that second half run after he comes back from baseball, it's all. Mental, because at that point his body's kind of starting to break down on him. But it's all like I, I'm the best player in the world up here, right. not just physically. Right. And Brady's crazy because mentally he's pretty much been the best player in the world since he became a starter. Right. And then no. now physically you could say like he does enough to keep his body up to where the craziest thing about our pass rush um, on, on Saturday to just quickly bring it back to you before we I guess move on to the Niners, right? Yeah. Um, is to just say there was so many times that Brady just just got out the way. Just a half inch, a half inch step in the pocket is all you need. Sometimes it's really brilliant to see him move in the pocket. Yeah, and the funny thing is, we talked about that years ago when uh, the AFC East had that draft where they drafted all three defensive uh, tackles. Yep. Where we talked about, well, that's how you get the Brady. You collapse the pocket because if you come with the defensive end, he can just sidestep. And it's just that little sidestep, just that little hesitation where he'd be able to move to the side, just two extra feet, and he'd just be able to deliver it. Yep. And he's always going to either hit the guy or throw the ball away. Yeah, he's never going to throw the dumb pick unless you unless you get an undercut of a route type of pick. Yeah. One thing you said about Brady about him mentally having the game first. I feel like after he got hurt, he physically grew. Yes, it sounds weird after the, the, the after year got, after year off after the ACL tear. Yeah, it was weird. Yes, he, he got better player. physically. Yeah. Like his yeah. his throwing arm was better. He was he was already reading defenses, but it seemed like. His talent-wise, as physical attributes, just got totally better. Yeah. It took and, him further. And, yeah. and, and and it's funny because that, as soon as he got better, like Randy Moss was already it was shipped up. Much done. It was it was over. Yeah, him. which is crazy. 
if you really think about who Moss was and the fact that he was already done at that point. Yeah. But uh, also it just shows you that like a, a generational wide receiver with a guy like that, it's just yeah. mad numbers. Yep. Oh, trust me, we're going to talk about that Bengals Titans because yeah. Oh, that's going to be a Madden type of game. That's going to be a Madden. I'm just game. mad Derrick Henry ain't playing, but no, is he not? Is it official? I think it's official. I'm not no sure. Way. We might have to look it up. That's why I got Twitter on here. Uh, I'll we might have to look it up. But I heard some chatter. They say he's not playing. Can I can I say something about the Niners Cowboys game to get us started while you oh, looking yeah. that up? Yeah. Um. So my biggest thing in the Niners Cowboys game and why I knew the Niners had a chance is because when you got Bosa and Armstead on that left side, and the Cowboys O line is not what it used to be. Yesterday proved it. They could not run the ball when it came down to mm-hmm. it, which is why it took so long for their offense to get going against them because the, the Niners could sit 10 to 15 yards off and just play up and tackle. Mm-hmm. And then when you got Warner, you got Greenlaw running around, like that's easy for the Niners. Yep. The only way you beat the Niners is if you make them have to play man-to-man and play over the top. So then you got to have enough time to get there. And then once Nick was getting home, once Armstead was getting home, it was like everybody started eating – I yeah, DJ hurting. Jones, all the dudes. Everybody was eating. Everybody was eating. And so for me, like, it's just funny because the best version of Dallas I've ever seen is that 2016 team they had with, with this iteration of guys with Dak and Zeke and everybody. They were a run-first team that played off play action. And I just felt like once – it almost felt like once Jerry picked the side, and I still don't know whose side he picked out of Zeke and, and Dak – but it just felt like once he picked the side, once he decided to pay deck, it was just like, oh, you're going to throw the ball 35, 40 times a game. Right. Now, obviously, this is a Mike McCarthy thing, and this is a Kellen Moore thing, and this comes down to play calling and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't see how you had you go from having one of the premier running backs and premier offensive lines in the league to now, when it comes down to it in the playoff game, at home, you can't run the ball. That was the difference in yesterday. Once they were able to get some plays in that third and fourth quarter when Zeke got going, the offense got going and they got the chance to get back in the game. Yeah, exactly. Even if you can't run it with Zeke, you still got a really good running back with Tony Pollard. Exactly. Because I feel like the defense did enough against the offense, against San Fran's offense to, to stay in the game. Mm-hmm. That 100%. Um, bothered Garoppolo a little bit, but Garoppolo didn't make that big mistake. Obviously, you know, the, the third and fourth quarter, uh, the fourth quarter interception was a big mistake. Yeah. But he hadn't made any mistakes until then. Playing Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. football. Yeah, exactly. Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel was just running wild on him. Debo Samuel, man. Probably the best all-around yeah. all wide receiver in the league, Debo. Yeah. like he can do everything. He's, yeah. I wouldn't even call him a He's like Slag. He's like a Cordell Stewart. He's Slag. Yeah, he's a football player. He's a football player. Like, or um, fantasy football. He's a flex. He's a flex. That's he the, is legit a flex player. Like, it's funny because I was just watching the game yesterday, and I'm like, man, you got Samuel and Ayuk for the next at least five years. You only need one more receiver, and y'all good. You need a big, you need yeah. a big body who could go up in the red zone. Cause I like Kittle, and I think he can he can do things in the red zone. But you need a guy that you could just throw that back corner, yeah. Mike, uh, you Mike gotta, Evans feet. And you got to think like Ayuk and Debo Samuel, they're yoked, so like they're big, they're big dudes. And it's exactly. like you still need, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. You need a physical tall guy who has that vertical to go get the ball. And like I said, Debo can do stuff like that. Oh, so, so like, it's a, nice so, to like get that guy. so you're talking about like a Traylon Burks from Arkansas or like a Drake London from yeah, USC? Yeah, I was gonna say Drake London from USC would be the perfect if we just get into randomly throwing in draft guys for yeah. I, for, for the 49ers, if you won one wish, y'all should go get Drake London. I think mm. that would be the perfect fit. He can run a lot of those big fade routes and stuff like that. You can line him up as a blocker on the line in the tight end. He's yeah, like 6'5", yeah, yeah, yeah. like 230. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I could see that. I'm, honestly, though, like, if I was a 49ers, though, I would probably first-round pick corner. corner. 
You need a corner. Corner. No, definitely. You need a corner. Even though Ambry Thomas and Lenore and all them dudes are stepping up. Jason Verrett. I think he's going. His body, and it's sad because it's only I like him. every I year like he's him. been healthy. When he's healthy, he's all pro. It's yeah. scary. Yeah, last year, all pro. All pro. Yeah, you got to think, like, how many, like, secondary guys have just fallen to the wayside because of injuries from the Chargers? Yeah. Y'all didn't bring back Sherman because you were scared he was going to get hurt. Right. Kawan Williams got hurt this year. Emmanuel yep. Mosley got hurt. Jimmy Ward was, was out. Witherspoon was a bust. Yeah. Witherspoon was a bust. Jaquaski Tart was hurt. It's so, like our whole secondary had, like, a whole change. Yeah, now, now Nick Bosa's hurt. Nick Bosa is hurt, but it's but a concussion. He'll probably, I guarantee, he'll, most he'll likely play. he'll play. Him and Fred Warner is going to play. Oh, I know Fred Warner is going to play because he yeah. was already trying to warm up to come back. Well, yeah. well, the biggest thing that I would say is possibly looking ahead a little bit to the Green Bay game. It would be an issue for y'all is the secondary. Yeah, yeah that's the only issue. If y'all now, if the pass rush can get home, which has been proven, y'all can get home against a Rod. Y'all one of the few teams that can. If y'all can get home against a Rod, then it's a non-issue. But if he's going to have time back there. Oh, yeah, we're going to get picked apart. We're going to get picked apart. We're going to yeah. get picked apart. But the thing about this Green Bay team this year is that for the first time, Aaron doesn't have – everything is not on Aaron Rodgers' shoulder. You see they have him now a one-two punch and putting having confidence now in A.J. Dillon and, you know, Aaron jo- already having Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones yeah. Aaron Jones has been dominating for like four years now. I All right, here's my problem whenever – because I – as both – Confess A Rod stands. My issue is three. when people like three. three oh, A Rod stands as well. Okay. Yeah. My issue is, and obviously is us being all big fans of him, is when people like brag about when he finally has balance. I'm always like, oh, if you go back to the 2010 season, like, yeah, Ryan well, Grant was okay. James yeah. Starks was okay. Yeah, yeah, but when he's on, it doesn't matter. Who I know. Cares? So, like, I hate hearing that because then what happened I'm against saying, San Fran in the 2019 NFC title game? Aaron Jones didn't do crap. They got the ball ran down their throat. He I mean, they were also – I mean, yeah. I, I mean, mean, what happened last year? Aaron Jones was non-existent against Green Bay. I mean, against uh, Tampa, excuse me, because Tampa's run defense was Yeah, great. but this year I'm not really that talking about Aaron Jones. I'm talking about A.J. Dillon. You think he's going to be the bruiser? He's going to yeah. be the Eddie Lacy? Yeah. The, okay. He well, could well, what Eddie Lacy should have been. Yeah, he could be. I, th- I could see him, like – how they do their interchange yeah. backs now. I can see him probably taking most of the reps yeah. as running the ball, and then you bring Aaron Jones in, hit him with like a little sweep here and there, yeah. everything like that. I can see that happening. Yeah, That's if LaFleur calls a balance game. Because here's the thing. Let's say y'all come out and y'all score twice. It's 10 nothing. He's going to put the ball in A-Rod's hands. Yeah. No, no doubt. Automatically. Like, he's. I don't think he's going to be like, all right, let's buckle down and get some Aaron Jones going to establish. He, he could surprise me and do that, but I just don't see yeah. it. Yeah. But, no, the one thing I have been seeing is that when the Packers got a real commanding leader up by two scores, A-Rod in the fourth quarter only throws the ball like three or four times, and they just and they just ride out with A.J. Dillon. Right. That's true. Yeah. No. So, I, I feel like this year, like, you clearly – like, I've watched a lot, like a good amount of Packers games this year. This is finally, like, the year where it's like, okay, A-Rod doesn't have that many passing yards. I mean, sure, he's still the MVP, but you can clearly mm-hmm. see, like, like, in terms of yardage-wise and passing touchdowns-wise – it's down because they have a one-two punch now. Exactly. Exactly. Right. No, one hundred percent. Not to mention they're getting healthy. David Bacciari is going to be back. Uh, Jack- didn't he play? Didn't he? He's, he's going to play. right? Oh yeah, he, okay. he's playing. Okay. I think he came back in week seventeen. Played like a few snaps and then just like they to took get, him. just to knock some of the rust yeah. off. Yeah, and Jair Alexander's back as well. That's a top five corner as well. Yeah, okay. I think the only way we can truly beat them is if Van Scantlin don't do anything. And Alan Lazard don't do anything. Yeah. yeah. If it's just Adam, I mean, if it's Adam, just Devontae. But he might, Devontae might be able to eat, eat somebody alive by himself, though. Yeah, yeah he, he got can. that in him. Yeah, but here's the kicker, though. Remember, they got Randall Cobb back. 
Oh crap! I and that safety about him. blanket. Yeah, yeah. I forgot all about him. Yeah. Yeah, but but he, I, it, it, I don't it, know, man. Garoppolo. Besides the bad pick, and honestly, that was the one bad throw he made the other day. Mm-hmm. You could see he had confidence in all his throws and knew exactly what that game plan yeah, was against Dallas. Yeah, I feel like this is probably the the best version of Jimmy Garoppolo we're seeing right now. Even going back to the Rams game when we was down. He came back. He came back. And then, mind you, I was cursing him out the whole time. I was like, come on, you can't do that. But you proved me wrong. Yeah. Brought us back. We win that game. So And, and you got to remember, like, this is a year where it's like, okay, the 49ers have, you know, a guy kind of like Devontae Adams, you know, kind of like a Mike Evans, where it's like, just put this guy, put the ball in this guy's hands and just let him go to work and mm-hmm. Debo Samuel. That was what I was talking about, where the talent deficiency with the Eagles, where as much as I love Devontae, the truth of the matter is we can't treat him like Debo. No. Like, yeah. Kyle, or or maybe we just don't want to, but we don't. I love, one thing I love about Kyle Shannon is play calling. He has his deficiency. He has his things he does stupid or things that he over. Right, of course. Yeah. O- overdoes with formations and stuff like that. But one thing I, I love that he does is, like, if you're a playmaker on my team, I'm going to get the ball in your hands no matter what. Oh, George Kittle, I, option option handoff with you and Trey Lance to get you the ball at the goal line? Yeah. Cool. Debo Samuel, run a jet sweep? Oh, wait. Oh, reverse, reverse, double flea flicker to get you reverse to get out you out on the edge one on one. Oh, Brandon, are you come back round? Oh, I'm gonna get the ball in my playmaker's hands. I might not be able to scheme, and that's why Trey Lance is such a intriguing piece for y'all because yeah. he unlocks that thirty percent of the playbook you can't run with Garoppolo. Yeah. Right, and, and he has done plays too. If you've seen him play this year, yes. it's a couple of plays the that Texas you've seen. Game was a perfect example where right. he rolls out to the right and he hits uh, Debo in stride on that yep. touchdown. Yeah, and we were talking about this on there. That's why I really I don't have that issue with Lance. I feel like if he's going to be the quarterback next year, going to the second year, I think he's going to be fine because Kyle Shanahan knows his personnel well. Yep. He's not going to make uh, Trey Lance do anything that's not. That doesn't come natural, similar to what Jimmy Garoppolo does. Exactly. And you remember, like his history, he made Matt Ryan an MVP, yep. and that and he orchestrated yeah. the offense that for got RG three for and Kirk Cousins. He built an offense around two Kirk different Cousins players. Got paid because of Kyle Shanahan. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they got to the playoffs that first year with RG three, and he won Rookie of the Year because of that. Exactly. Yeah. The guy's so, a quarterback guru, and I. So I agree. A whole offseason with Lance would be good. I just feel like if y'all make a like, all right. Obviously, I don't think y'all will win the Super Bowl. But if y'all were to win it, you can't, you can't, you can't get rid of. Gr- I'm sorry, you can't let him walk. No, You're just like I, I agree, we can't like, let him because walk. he'll mean too much to the fan base. It's the first title since '94. Like even if you let him ride that last year out, yes, then you go to land. You, you, I'm sorry, nah, you can't. I think if we do, if we get to the Super Bowl, even you get there, you can't do that. If if the if what didn't if the same thing don't happen two years ago happened if we go to the Super Bowl this yeah. year. And we actually win, we can't get rid of him. He, he has to stay. He has to stay. Right. Even if it's just for, like you said, the last year of the deal, and then you let yeah. Lance naturally take over, you, right. you're not trading him. What, yeah. if, what if teams started calling John Lynch to be like, I got a first round pick for you? I would take it, actually. Now, that's different. That's like, I'm if just somebody's saying, really willing to sell him, nobody's trading the first round. Even if he would have ring, ain't nobody trading the first bro, round pick for Jimmy. Bro, the Vikings traded the first round pick for Sam Bradford. I understand the situation completely different. I was going to say very different. I'm you just saying, the right, in, like, in the wise words of my dad, Marlon Norris, a sucker is born every day. Mm. Well, I, I get where you're going with some, that. Okay. Some, some teams some, is going to be. Team is, yeah. it's gonna somebody's going to be. Matt Stafford's going to no, tear an ACL or something like this. Zach Wilson gets hurt in the Jets. Yeah, might I'm, just be saying, everybody, I'm just saying, everybody's got a price. Or Russell, Russell might not go to the Saints and they actually need a quarterback this time because yeah. James might not come back. Exactly. So it was like, okay, we got Alvin Kamara. We have a good offensive line. We have a team that's ready to win now. We just need that quarterback. Saints, 
I will give you a first round first round pick, which is a mid round pick, and possibly like a third. Just give us Jimmy G. Yeah, we need a. a I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind Jimmy in New Orleans, especially if you got Michael Thomas coming back. You yeah, get, you get another receiver in the draft. Mm-hmm. Is there a team that like uh, where does the Saints set? I think they're probably going to draft to like 13, 12. Yeah, they should be probably the second or thirteen to take a receiver. Because I don't think there's going to be anybody to go in the top ten. But, like, if anybody could just – because every year else they're set. Their defense is set. Their own line is set. They should take a receiver. Yeah. Somebody to go with Mike Thomas. Or replace Mike Thomas depending on how weird the situation actually is. Yeah, yeah Mike Thomas was just like, yeah, I'm just not playing this year because my ankle's not right. Fair. I yeah. can respect that. Yeah. Uh, what other beatdown? I guess Pat's Bills. Yeah. Ooh. Um, Oof. Belichick um, is down bad, y'all. Are, are, are y'all scared of the Bills? If, if, no. I'm not scared. Um, I, I don't they, fear if them. If they were going to Tennessee, I'd have a little more confidence. And there's no disrespect to Mike Vrabel. I just think, you know, certain teams or certain styles of teams always have certain teams' numbers. The way the Chiefs play where it's just reckless and, like, it don't compute. Like, the, the, the best way I could describe the Bills are, like, a very dependable computer, like a home computer. Like, them Jones you had, like, 01, 02 in the crib or whatever yeah, like that. The, just, that Windows 98. That Windows 98. They're just a dependable <laughs> computer. But once stuff. 3D pinball. Once they start seeing. <laughs> yo. Once they start seeing stuff that's outside of their programming, it's, like, it causes an error. And I think, like, you even go back to the AFC title game last year. They're up 9 nothing. They're, they're Everything's going fine. Everything's going according to plan. And then. They just erupt. Their offense just switched it up and just erupted, and the the Bills can never recover. Yeah. So, if they've truly grown up, we're gonna see on Sunday because I'm just saying though, there's gonna be a grown man football. Yeah, game. I'm just saying though, because remember, Stephon Diggs was at that tunnel watching watching them celebrate. Yeah, and you know Josh Allen probably like is not letting sleep in dog slide when he saw that happen. Also, oh, he played like a man because that's one of the best playoff games I've ever seen a quarterback play. Exactly. I'm just saying. It's not even him and just Stephon Diggs anymore, which was pretty much a component last year when they added Stephon Diggs. It's it, it's Cole Beasley. It's Dawson. The emergence of Dawson Knox. It's Can Gabriel. they run the ball? That was my next question because I think that's where they get hurt at. Yeah. Josh Allen can be extension of the run game, but I like what I saw from Isaiah McKenzie. Okay. okay. You got to remember the Bill, uh, the Patriots have a much better defense in terms of talent, in terms of personnel. Than what we the say that every year, right? Yeah. We've said that, what, for every year since Mahomes has been the starter, so 2018. The Chiefs haven't won any less than an AFC title game. So mm. as bad as their defense is, right, as much as we like the, the it's, it's, it's the fun thing to do to the Chiefs. Do. And I feel like, and, I'm, and I hate to be like a Chiefs d- defender, but in this particular area, I defend playoff-level defense. What I call playoff-level defense is, no, the Chiefs are never going to be the 2000s okay. Ravens. They're never going to break a record. That's fair. But mm-hmm. they get it done when it's time to get it done in the playoffs. Yeah. By hook or by crook. Yeah, and I feel like, listen, the Bills are just a natural progression. Listen, the the, fir- uh, the first time they made the playoffs with Josh Allen, they got they had a 16-point lead. They uh, lost to the Houston Who, t- who was that quarterback that beat him in that playoff game? Oh, Deshaun Watson. Oh, okay. I just wanted to yeah. sure. and then, then, the follow- then the following year, to get that monkey off their back, they not only beat the Colts, but they beat Lamar Jackson in a real tight defensive game, and then they lost to the Chiefs. Right, right. I feel like, I feel, listen, as, as much as we talk about, you know, Herbert and, like, Joe Burrow being next, I feel like Josh Allen is like, okay. All three of them. I, I, I feel I, like, like, listen, yeah. Mahomes is, ever since Tom Brady left the AFC, that's Mahomes now. I feel like if anybody has probably the best shot as of right now to snipe him off to get to a Super Bowl, I feel like it has to be Josh Allen. Yeah, I I, I could agree with that. I mean, I, I feel like 
even though they ain't in the playoffs, the Chargers, Justin Herbert. I was gonna say Herbert's I, the I, one that I, I could see I, beating I, him I, in I, the AFC title. I'm becoming game more of a Justin Herbert fan yeah. by actually watching him every time. He has something that a lot of quarterbacks don't have. It just natural. But their so team as like a home. Yeah. But their team as a whole kind of holds him back, too, yeah. in a way. Yeah. So, with the Josh Allen thing, I feel like their team is a lot better yeah. than the Chargers. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That being said, though, I feel like if anybody, if any of these uh, six head coaching vacancies, I believe, hires Brian Dable as a coach, I, I think they're honestly a fool. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I, don't, I don't. I think that's my biggest issue. When you say stuff like, you know, natural progression, like the Bills are up next, I just feel like they're missing something. And it's one of those teams where, like, when you see them play and you see them play well, you're like, man, that's a Super Bowl team. But then some weeks or some days it's just you see them and it's like, oh, y'all can't run the ball. Or who's y'all receivers besides Stephon Diggs? Do you have any playmakers on defense not named Tredavious White? Like, you start right. having real Mike questions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I love Mike Hyde, but come on. You start but, having – Come on, come on. That interception was beautiful. No, it was a great interception, and that was a dime by Mac Jones that would have been a touchdown if he didn't make that pick. That was a dime to Micah Hyde. What you talking about? That's messed up. That's messed up. No, so, like uh, – like, so, for me with the Bills, like, I just – they're a team that – I have. It, it's like Peyton before he won the ring. I'll have to see it before I disbelieve it. Like, you can put up all the points you want. You're going to make Pro Bowls. You're going to be on commercials. That's cool. I need to see it in a real environment. He has two playoff wins now. Three, yeah. sorry. Three playoff wins. Two. G- three, right? No. Colts, Ravens. He lost to the Chiefs last year. No, then they won against the Patriots. So he has oh, yeah, so three. Oh, three. Yeah. Three now. Yeah. So that puts him in the, funny enough, like probably in the top five of active quarterbacks in the league of playoff wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at it, it's probably Brady, Mahomes, Matt Ryan, A-Rod, some, some A-Rod, Matt Ryan, something like that. Yeah. We're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. Russell Active playoff win guys, but he's in that conversation now with three playoff wins. So it's a guy who can go into a playoff game and get you win. Now can he get you to the Super Bowl? He has to prove that against a guy who I've seen do it multiple times for his team. Yeah, and that's just the truth. In in the loudest stadium in the league. So like, if this was in Buffalo, you might be able to convince me. Yeah, I don't yeah, see yeah. them going to Arrowhead winning. If this was in Buffalo, this would be. A, I would pick this very differently. I just gotta go Chiefs. I'm sorry. I just the only person to beat Mahomes in a playoff game is Thomas Brady, the best quarterback of all time. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. You know what I'm saying? So until I see someone else beat him in a playoff game, I won't believe it's possible. Okay. No, I agree with that. I mean, all right, that's fine. You gonna watch this weekend? I would love to see that. Now, can we get to the game of the weekend though? My man Joey Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. And just for the record, uh, Macaulay, Macaulay I, Culkin in the building. Oh. Oh, uh, just for the record, uh, I checked on Twitter. He just got cleared for practice today. Derrick Henry? Yeah. Oh, and now, now that's going to be a different game. This is a whole different game. It's a oh, whole my different gosh. game for the Titans. Mike Vrabel, coach of the year, by the way. Man's had 87-something different people play for his roster this year. NFL record. And then lose his best player, and they still get to the playoffs. Yep. And they the number one seed, home field advantage. Exactly. Yep. Put some respect on Mike Vrabel's name. Oh, yeah, no. He's I probably agree. the only guy in that Belichick coaching tree that's actually worth anything. Yeah. Hey, Brian Flores, don't do that. Oh, yeah, Dag. Don't do that. Flores. Leave Brian Flores alone. And Bill O'Brien uh, wasn't terrible. I'm just he saying, Mike bad position. I'm just saying, Mike Vrabel st- has got playoff teams. Uh, he's been to an AFC title game. And then when he took that team over, they was a bad team, right? Mike Malarkey had kind of ran them in the ground. They yeah. were pretty yeah. terrible. Then you, you get Tannehill. Yep. You transfer Tannehill. Even like, to have the balls to do Tannehill over Mariota. 
Yeah. yeah. That's gutsy right in and of itself. You know what I'm saying? Who yeah, because people really don't talk about it. I was like, oh, it's all Derrick Henry. I, bro, they were 2-6 and six, even with Derrick Henry doing what he was doing. Exactly. But it wasn't until that switch to Ryan Tannehill was like where they started to take off. And then it, he became a better quarterback. Yeah. Yep. And the thing is, Ryan Tannehill has never really been bad. that quarterback. He just was in Miami, and he got he hurt. Right, 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 right. With Adam Gase. Let's, let's <laughs> Adam, oh, let's, let's, let's coach the last 20 years easily. And still Ooh. managed to get two head coaches. Uh, first, first, uh, no, first of all, Urban Meyer. Ooh. I, I don't know what. I've I was seen, about to say Matt I've Nagy. Seen her, I've seen Urban Meyer at least be successful somewhere. Where has Adam Gates been a head coach and been successful? I'll wait. Peyton Manning. <laughs> no, no, no. He was a quarterback coach and an offensive coordinator. You said and you, coach. So. And you, I said, no, no, a head coach. Oh. <laughs> Urban Meyer has been a successful head coach. Whether it's been on the NFL level is no. Bro. But he's been a successful yeah, yeah, college coach bro, with I, multiple teams. Bro, I'm sorry. I drafted the, I drafted James Robinson this year and Urban Meyer ruined it for me. So, I think a lot of people did. <laughs> I think a lot of people did that. I think I think people who are like, by the way, just putting this out there, Sunshine, aka Trevor Lawrence. A lot of people who are packing it in on him after one year. He had a terrible coach, terrible offensive team, oh, yeah, terrible no, scheme, no, yeah. terrible line, no receivers to throw to. Yeah, you got you got to let him. You got to let him grow. You got to let him grow. You can't. That's a guy you got to let. If grow. you watch some of them games, he made some special throws. Yeah. He made some special throws yeah. on think, a terrible Jags team. I think mean, can't do nothing. terrible team. Yeah, really talk like up until the the final week of the season. I feel like okay, this is where he all he kind of puts it all together, where you can finally see okay, this is why he was the number one overall pick. Exactly, he was destroying the Colts, and that ain't no slouch of a defense over there. No, fact, they didn't they didn't kind of play that day, but they, I I would argue that they knew what was on the line. Terrence Trevor Lawrence just played well. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. And so for me, like, so, 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 so the Titans. So the Titans are well coached. They're not going to make mistakes. That's just not going to happen. Tannehill is an experienced, now experienced playoff starter. Mm-hmm. You're getting, you getting arrested, Derek Henry. So people are going to say, oh, Rusty. I say rested because dudes like him, once he get that, once he put that first shoulder in the linebacker, he ready to go. Yep. He back. He don't need no warm-up. He going to do this week of practice. Dude's hamstrings are so big. I ain't worried about no strained hamstring or no. He might get tired in the fourth quarter. That's it. But the beauty of it is now is a difference from any other year. Is you got Deontay Foreman, you got Hilliard on the uh, on the roster now. So you got guys that if he is tired in the third or fourth quarter, can come in and get you yards. They proved that. Um, the defense is underrated, man. Their D mm-hmm. line gets after it. Yeah. Simmons, Je- Jeffrey Simmons, yeah. Yep. Like their D their D line gets after it. They got some good guys. Um, the draft that they actually they got one of my favorite corners uh, coming out this past draft last Caleb Fairley. Caleb Fairley, but he hasn't played. Remember, he's been hurt. Yeah. So you got Bayard as a great safety ball hawk. Yeah. The rest of the secondary is uh, Rashard. Is Rashard Evans healthy? I believe so. I believe he's okay. starting. So I've been going back and forth on this and that with the Derrick Henry news. I'm going bank. I'm still going Bengals. I I haven't seen Joe Burrow lose a big game yet. Hmm. I want you to think about that. Okay. Mm. LSU didn't lose to Bama, didn't mm. lose to Clemson, didn't lose in, didn't lose to Oklahoma. Came in the league, was balling toward the ACL. Came back every big game they've needed to win this year. They won. Yeah. Chiefs game. Yeah, and once Black. again, and once again, I'll concede that I was wrong this past draft. I said. The fact that they took so well, yeah, I'm I like, said that too. Yeah, well, I'm like, listen, like you have you have a court, you have your franchise quarterback, the guy that's pretty much going to be putting food on your table for the franchise for the next 15 years. Yep, protect them. But you know, and go, get, was, go get your best playmaker from the year prior. Yeah, bring them in. Yep. Yeah, see what it did. And also, let's 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 give credit to Jamar Chase because he actually 
threw the league off by saying the ball is different. It's going to be harder to catch. Remember that statement? Yeah. And, and now look what he did this year. Yeah. There's a there's a clip of him after he's drafted, and they were like, well, what do you expect for your rookie year? He was like, I'm trying to break every record possible. And he did. Yeah. <laughs> and you could argue this is besides maybe Randy Moss, and then you got to put the Jefferson year in there, Anquan Bolden. This is probably the best rookie season maybe ever by anybody, any position. I feel like his year was better than Jefferson's. His rookie year. His rookie year. I think it's only him and Moss at this point. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, 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 like, you could argue he was more important than Moss because think about it. Moss had Chris Carter. You had an experienced mm-hmm. Randall Cunningham. like Robert Smith. Exactly. So, for what, yeah. for what Chase was to his team – as I'm automatically the number one. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we got TK, we, we got, got Tyler Boyd, but those are just guys. Those are compliments. Right, right. Is that like Jamar Chiefs, right? They won, your wide receiver won. Exactly. Right. Now, this game is gonna come down to because I think I think the Bengals are the more talented roster. They're mm-hmm. also younger and less experienced. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come down to Ken Zach Taylor out coach Mike Rabel. That's mm-hmm. that's the yeah. matchup. Yeah. And on the field, that's yeah. the matchup. And speaking of Zach Taylor, that's my pick for coach of the year. No, I'm, if you had to do, if you had to pull everybody in terms of uh, who's winning the AFC North, myself included, most people would either pick Baltimore or Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. That being said, I feel like, yeah, I'm picking the I'm picking the Bengals as well, because I feel like if the Bengals start off hot, they go fourteen nothing. I don't think Tennessee's going to be able to catch up. Yeah, because it takes the ball out of Derrick Henry's hands. Exactly, and mm-hmm. and I like Brian Tannehill, but I don't trust him in a shootout over Joe Burrow. No. And I don't, I don't, it, to that point, you got Tannehill versus Burrow. You got A.J. Brown, Julio versus Chase Boy Higgins. But the quarterback is the X factor. Exactly. So, Jamar Chase, how many 200-yard games he had this year? Three. Three? <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. That That is insane. And not to mention, That's insane not to mention the biggest X factor. And he's taking a year off. Yeah, and not to mention the biggest X factor, which is Derrick Henry. Joe Mixon ain't no slouch either. No, and that's another thing. So at all, I, I got the Bengals too. I think, I think. Well, even though the first game I had the Chiefs, so I definitely want to see Burrow versus Mahomes yeah. in the title game. Oh, that's going to be crazy. Man. But I, I feel like it's going to be a close game, especially. Yeah. I think it's going to be a really close yeah. game. It's going to come down to the end. And, but, you know, credit to the yeah. Titans, but I just – I don't know. The, the Bengals look special this year. Yeah. yeah. And the one thing that I really like is a Joe Burrow's quote. He's like, oh, yeah, the fans are excited, and I was. But I'm like, this is the bare minimum of the standard that we want to set here. Yeah. He's he, a winner. Yeah. yeah. I mean – He's like, he's like, yeah, we want to play a game. That's cool. I want more. And I'm like, I can get behind a guy like that. Everything he says in an interview is everything I want to hear. You know what I always go, go with and, you know, you know – this being a show that likes to address the culture is with white quarterbacks, watch how they interact with their black players or how their black players talk about them. Yeah. That always lets you know if they really a cool dude. If you can get that side of your locker room to treat you how they would treat another person that looks like them, you know you a real one. Yeah. Yeah. You know you can relate to multiple people. Yeah. You see the way that Jamar Chase will go for this. Do you see the way Joe Mixon and the guys reacted to him in the locker room? Yeah, after, 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 they they won, yeah, after they won the division and yeah, they celebrate. Like they're celebrating. He's one of those guys. That's not for, just for Cam. That's, that's, he's one of them guys. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that is someone who can get – Brady has that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. He's just not a younger guy, yeah. but and his I felt, guys go for him. You ask anybody about yeah. him, and they love him as a yeah, teammate. Yeah, and him going to Tampa, that show it shows a lot more than ever when he was in New England. Yep. Because the culture is different. Yep. Exactly. Like, that was one thing. Um, 
I was watching an interview recently where uh, LaShawn McCoy Shady was was uh was speaking about Brady, yeah. and like the I've reverence that. that he had, exactly yeah. the reverence that he had for this man. And Shady's a dude that like kind of tell you like you know to go screw yourself if if he feels that way. Yeah, because like, he's got his own ego about himself. But the respect that he was putting on this man's yeah, name. Yeah, he had a lot of respect for Brady in that interview. He had a lot of respect for Brady. Like he was, like, he was, he was going as far as to say stuff like, "It's not Belichick at all. It's a scheme. He lying to y'all. It's all Brady." Yeah, pretty much. Like he's, he he's basically saying he was the best teammate he had ever. He said out of anybody, he was the best teammate he ever had. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I I think Joe Burrow has a lot of that in him where he just like, bro, we got this. Mm. I got this. Do you feel like Josh Allen is the same way? I feel like he's building on it. He's still probably got a couple more years His to go. His ceiling isn't as high as what Burrow's is because I think Burrow got this already. Josh Allen still – guys who have to learn the X's and O's, they, they always have a ceiling to eventually. Like, A-Rod already knew play call when he came in the league. Like, you got to think of guys who – Oh, no, I'm talking about that reverence in that locker room that, like, Burrow had. I'm talking about Josh oh, Allen. Oh, you think mm, – I'm just asking if he – you think, you think if he, he has that reverence? No, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that he does. I'm I don't think so. I know that sounds I know that sounds crazy, but like let's say he goes out here and lays an egg. I think if Burrow goes out here and lays an egg, it won't matter. They'll know they'll be ready to ride and die for him. Right. If Allen goes out here and lays an egg against the Chiefs two years in a row, so they're in a, they're also in different spaces of their career. Like now, Allen is expected to win. This for Burrow is this is his this is still his rookie year for real for real. He only played less than ten games last year. Mm-hmm. This is game number twenty five, twenty six, something like that. Barely twenty two. It's a season and a half, and he's already and we're already picking him to go to the AFC title game. That's special. You know what I'm saying? My home's first year as a starter, AFC title game at home. And the only reason he doesn't win is because his defense couldn't stop Brady. Right. So like, this is this is the natural progression of things. When you said you know who's a quarterback that could beat a Mahomes that could take it to those guys, it's Burrow. If there's any dude who could go in the Arrowhead, I'm not sweating this. 141 decibels, whatever. We got this. Y'all know who we are. Yeah. You think Lamar can ever do it? No. Going in the Arrowhead? No. Mm. Lamar, you know, our certain players own certain players. Brady, own, Mahomes owns Lamar. He would never be able to be in the playoffs unless Lamar's roster was that much better than the Chiefs. But if it's close and it's going to come down to them, I'm going Mahomes every time. I if Lamar him. had like Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and all that, then walking then. through the door, then yes. Mm. Oh, so pretty much, if the leadership supersedes what he's doing right now, he. All right, this is going to sound weird because he's the quarterback and people believe in, like, quarterback leadership. He wouldn't be able to be the leader on a team that could beat a Mahomes team. That makes sense? You need a defensive leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You need a team that's coming at him. Like, I feel like units match up. So you need a defense that can disarm that offense because you're not going to beat them in the shootout. Like, we saw it this year, but let's be honest. The Chief fumbled the ball. It was, a, it was a dumb pick Mahomes threw. Like, it was a lot of mistakes in that game. That wasn't just a tit-for-tat, we going back and forth type game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you even think of our Super Bowl win, right? We wasn't necessarily on the same level as that past team, but we got it done when we needed to get it done. I'm not about to say, bro, the, the, light, the light was shining bright on us. Yep. And like I said, like even that year, our defense really hasn't been the same since like twelve years after Jim Johnson passed. Yeah, and our defense wasn't really that great that year. They got on the run. Yeah. So that's what I mean when I say when we talk about stuff like why well, I don't trust the Bills. We like the Chiefs defense. You still got Chris Jones. You still got uh, you got, got Honey Badger still in the back. You still got Honey Badger. You still got Sorensen makes plays. Like one thing about this defense, I give them Nick Bolton is a rookie out here making plays. They they get turnovers and they make plays when they need to make plays. And that's all you can ask for out of a playoff level defense. Veteran leadership yeah. that's on that defense. That's it. 
They know how to bend but not break. And then you got Spagnolo calling it. Yeah. They're going to be fine against Buffalo. They're going to be fine against Buffalo. And is Leslie Frazier still the defensive coordinator for the Bills? Who? Yeah. Leslie yeah, Frazier. Yeah. Yes, he still is. Yeah. yeah. Because okay. he did a couple. I think he did interviews this yeah, year yeah. or last year. Nah, he's doing some this year too, I think. Oh, I think God. some teams are looking for him. Yeah. Jonathan Gannon got three interviews this year. You know what? Listen, please take him. He's Listen, D'Amico Ryan's got one now too Why with the Vikings. Why Gannon? I would take Meek Ryan's. I know he wouldn't go laterally defensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, but – I know he's got a soft spot for the Eagles, and if y'all were willing to give him up, I would take him. <laughs> I would take He's coaching the hell out that defense, I'll tell you that much. With, through injuries, through guys leaving. like T- Tell you what, we'll throw you a pick in there as well, you know, uh, Jonathan Gannon for D'Amico Ryans. Nah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I can't help but ask. I, I like Gannon, though. I, listen, I kid because the only reason why I'm like, you know what, I feel like Zimmer is a much better coordinator than head coach. But oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I like, but here's the thing. You, everybody talking about, well, the defense, uh, you know, was terrible. The defense was actually fine. You can't, there's only so much you'll be able to bend but don't break against Tom Brady when you keep going three and out. Yeah. We'd not be able to st- sustain offense on the field. We talked about it before the first drive. We said they're going to score here. We acknowledged it. First drive coming, they're going to score. It's a Brady team coming out of the playoffs. He's going to find a way to get points on the board. Yeah. You have to match that. Once we went three and out, it was like this game's over. Yeah. That's just who Brady is. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like when you're a team like the Philadelphia Eagles, when undermanned, not only when it comes to like, okay, this is a vet, a rookie coaching staff going into the playoffs, but you also lack talent and personnel to execute. There's little margin for error. Going exactly. against a quarterback that had 20 years of experience. Yeah, he didn't seen everything. Yeah, he's three times over. Seven out of ten. He's got Super Bowl. He's probably got more playoff experience than everybody on the Philadelphia Eagles combined, and we still got retainers like. Kelsey. Did you see the graphic where they were like Tom Brady playoff wins and then all other 11 oh. quarterbacks combined? Like, come on. Like, come on, stupid. Like, like, so just, I mean, I guess, well, there's the last game. We saved the best for the last. What, Ram, Ram, Rams-Bucks? Yeah. Let, let's talk about the egg. Before that, talk about the egg Arizona League. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got to talk that about up. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, I want to give you the award for the – Dumbest play of the of the week award, Kyler Murray, that pick six. Terrible. That was the uh, worst interception I've seen in playoff history. I don't know why. I mean, but here's my thing, right? Take the two. Take they, the safety. It's they are already. a different team without DeAndre Hopkins. It was terrible. Like, they look they look like us with, without DeAndre Hopkins. That, and then this was a MVP candidate, Kyler Murray. Quotation marks, yes. Quotation marks. <laughs> Because he was special in the beginning of the year, but I'm, then since the year starts setting in. I'm about to say, like, him and Russell Wilson, it's like, you know that office member is like, tell the difference between these two pictures. They're the same picture. That's how I feel like whenever Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, they always had that hot start the first four to five weeks, all their MVP mm-hmm. candidates, and then after that, they just cool down. To be honest, Russell hasn't really been good since LOB broke up. Like, he takes them to the playoffs, yeah. but – after that, the they don't. Yeah. They defense carried him in the playoffs, and of course, Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I call it the curse of the goal line play. He ain't been the same since he threw that goal line pick. Yeah, that too. Yeah. He knows that. He knows that. Yeah. He's the fault. Nobody else. You can say that game got played to a stalemate, right? Yeah. That, uh, 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 if that's a chance. Twenty eight twenty four. Is it twenty eight twenty four on the goal line? Where is he? It's even as a Super Bowl could get. You cost your team the game. Yeah, and yeah. we talk about and we cause, and we talk about moments in history where it's like. Okay, this is where everything went down 
everything has gone wrong for the organization. Yep. We talk about the Atlanta blowing that 28-3 lead. They've never been the same since. Yep. Nope. Matt Ryan's never been the same since. Nope. None of the coach uh, before that. Dan Quinn was never the same head coach since. Exactly. And, like, <laughs> that pick that Russell Wilson threw, Seattle's never been the same since. No. Sure, they're going to win, like, 9 10 games, get, like, a playoff here and there, but they're not the powerhouse. Like, nobody's intimidated by them anymore. That so. was the domino effect. Yeah. Earl Thomas was first. Then Brandon Browner. Then Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor. Richard Sherman. Bobby Wagner's still there, of course. He's holding on strong. Mike Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett was gone. He traded to the Eagles. If they repeat, they got it. They're, they're throwing dollars at everybody. They're paying everybody. Oh, we two-time Super Bowl check. We got to go back for three. Oh, hey, you get a check. You get a check. Oh, you want to win your div for Come on, come back. We got a three-peat. Yeah. But then you lose, and then you're like, well, I don't know, guys. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But I, I think the Cardinals will be fine. They'll be back. Like let, let, let you know, all jokes aside, to be honest, they'll be back. In 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 that division, if Russell leaves, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say if Russell leaves, you got Kyler Murray, um, you got Russell, you got Matt Stanford, and now hopefully you got Trey Lance, in yeah. a tough division. So the Cardinals, I still think. Well, no, I think the Rams are still probably the favor for the next year. Because they, they had the best all yeah. – they had the best coach, quotation marks. I would say best coach, quotation marks. I, I think Kyle is the best I coach. I feel like I'll take Shanahan also. I, I think Kyle is the best coach, but overall team, I think the Rams is the best overall team because their defense. You, now, you, if you, Odell you, stay – The cringe right there. Like, I, I got to – You got to – So, are we going to do this? Like, so what are we basing it off of? They've both been the one Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Sean McVay has more playoff wins. Okay, you're right. You're right. Yeah, he does. Oh, let's see. He Gosh. also had Jared Goff. Who's better, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo? Jared Goff. You think Jared Goff's better than Jimmy Garoppolo? To me, it's a wash. It's a wash. Okay. In uh, and, and Shanahan's defense, he did coach up C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins to a healthy what seven and ten, seven and nine, six and ten. I mean, Nick Mullins, he got paid. <laughs> he got paid. Uh, uh, I think you forgot that. Uh, Sean McVay went and won a playoff game with Sean Walford and the corpse of Jared Goff, who wasn't even supposed to be healthy. That is okay, true. But, <laughs> okay, but if we're actually going to do this, and like we talk about, you know, as much as we talk about, well, Dennis Day caught it, we got to remind ourselves the Saints should have won that game against the Rams. They call that pass interference. I do not recall. I hear you. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot all about that. That fast. Let, yes. Let's be real. If, yes. If you want, if you want me, if you want people to realize, like, well, Dennis Day caught it, so technically Dallas should have won that game. The Saints should have beaten the Rams. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. I mean, are we really doing this? Because if Alshon doesn't drop this, okay, okay, that's just like his does didn't drop it. Okay, fine. Like, we could do what else, all that. But here's the thing in the Super Bowl, the the 49ers were much closer in terms of closing the deal, in terms of winning that Super Bowl, than uh, the Rams were. The Rams still has the record for the least amount of points in the Super Bowl. No, wait, nobody's put up more than three before? Nobody's put up more than three? No, there was only one. Yeah, the lo- the lowest I've seen in my lifetime was the Giants. Okay, and the Giants I mean, still put up seven. I mean, I still say they have the best all around team as yeah. far as coach wise, coaching wise. I, I would say they they won a one b for real. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna be honest, they won a one b. Yeah, but I'm just saying, it's, like, it's pick your poison. Okay, but, one. Yeah, but even yeah, but even as like head coaches, it's like. Shanahan's body of work throughout the entire league is a lot more extensive and a lot more better. Like, yeah, as a coordinator, yes, he's he's been, and also he's a coach's yeah, kid, and, and it, not just a coach, a Hall of Fame coach's yeah. kid. So like, you are right yeah, there. And I, yeah, and I feel like that game 
to me was lost more by Jimmy Garoppolo than it was than it was like in terms of like Kyle Shanahan not. You could argue Shanahan had a lead and started to get conservative, but we're not gonna do that. That's no, he did. No, no, no. We can do that because he did. And then on top of that, we just got tired. They got tired. Because why? You keep stopping somebody, you're not scoring no more. And the, the fact is, scoring. everybody, so that day, everybody's texting me, yeah, y'all won, good game. Yeah, y'all, y'all won the Super Bowl. Yep. I was like, it's not over. Yeah. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's not over. And what happened? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we you lost. can see it. I you see it. Because what, what happened for like a good course of the game is y'all had the 14-10 lead, and literally y'all kept, we would go three and out. They would go three and out. Y'all would get us a little drive. Punt the ball back. Y'all will make them go three mm-hmm. and out. I said, y'all going to keep playing this game. Y'all playing with fire. Y'all playing with fire. After that last pick, up. they started celebrating. I was like, no, it's no. not no time to celebrate. Get back focus. After that, they lost the focus. Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl. Andy Reid won his first Super Bowl. That was the most BS yeah. play call I've yeah. ever seen in my life. He called a double move post corner and just threw it up and was like, Tyreek down there somewhere. And he caught it. <laughs> he caught it. <laughs> he caught it. <laughs> I'm just like. I'm just like, bro, there's nobody 10 yards. That was worse than no. that helmet catch. Because the helmet catch was like, Dive Dyer, you could argue he got lucky. Rodney Harrison was still there. It was three guys there. It was uh, Ward, Sherm, and who was underneath? Was that Mosley, Emmanuel Mosley? Was Probably Mosley or Williams. And it was like Tyreek just sat down in the zone. Was Jimmy Ward on that team also? Jimmy Ward was Jimmy on Ward that was team. Starter, yeah. And that's back to your point earlier that you said that is the number one thing we should draft is somebody in the secondary. Somebody. Yeah. I don't care if it's safety. Yeah. I don't care if it's somebody. But, yeah, like I said, I feel like – but that's uh, in regards to McVay in the Super Bowl. Yes. The number one their, – their cash cow, Todd Gurley, got hurt. I was mm-hmm. gonna, that was my devil's yeah, advocate. But I'm going to say, like, once they realized, like, oh, the Patriots realized, oh, this guy can't cut on his knee at all. It's done. They yeah, it's done. And McVay about. didn't adjust at all. Mm-hmm. He didn't – Um. So – I'm going to tell you something. Um, how can you adjust when you don't trust your quarterback to make throws against an incredible defense? And uh, your whole your whole team. What did we just talk about with Jalen? You can't offices. beat a team with your legs. So an extension of that is when you don't have Todd Gurley to back up Jared Goff. Jared Goff and Todd Gurley as a one-two punch only looked good when Gurley was elite because all Goff had to do was be good. But when, Jared, when Todd Gurley goes from elite to unusable in a Super Bowl, Think about the span of time that was where he was the best running back in football to unusable in the Super Bowl. It was right. less than a year, dog. Right. So if you're going to go against McVay and say he coached, y'all was fully healthy in the Super Bowl, correct? No major injuries. DeForest is playing. D Ford at the time is playing, right? Nick Bosa is playing. Yeah. yeah. So everybody Sherm's healthy. Everybody everybody's playing. healthy. Yeah, everybody's Fred's playing. playing. Everybody's healthy. You're going to go on the offense? Everybody's healthy. Debo, George, uh, Raheem Moster. Everybody's healthy. Who was healthy on the Rams? You had Aaron Donald, who did his thing. They only scored the, the they didn't have only scored thirteen points. They didn't, like, they didn't even have Ramsey. Shout out to yet. Phillips. They didn't even have Ramsey yet. So this is what I'm saying. So this all ties in. And I love that it usually comes back to the biggest matchup this weekend is Sean McVay and Tom Brady. And people are like, oh, they're on the same side of the ball. It's different, but it's creative ways to put up points to keep your teams in the game. Right. McVay can make sure his team. You're not gonna blow this Rams team up. Now go ahead. I will put. A, I don't give a hell if I gotta run the ball with Daryl Henderson eight times off the left side behind Whitworth. I guarantee we gonna score this try. Mm-hmm. So and Cam Evers is back. Exactly. Cam, Cam, and Cam Akers was balling yesterday after not having played. That's yeah. why I also think Derrick Henry is gonna come back and hoop too. But because you see the time off is just for a running back. It's kind of different because you're used to that. Once you get that contact, you back. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. Um, Stafford finally showed that he could step up in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was against a team whose defense isn't incredible. But we could argue right now the Tampa Bay's defense is incredible. 
There were a lot of points left on the board by the Eagles on Saturday, on Sunday rather. And I think McVay won't leave those points on the board. I. And McVay also just has more talent. Yeah, uh, that, yes. Let's be real. You got Odell and Cup, which I, you could I, argue Cup is the best players Odell ever played with. He might not say that because Jarvis Landry's his boy. Yeah. But. Yeah, but Odell is just. Exactly. I feel like this is going to be an Odell Beckham game. Yeah. 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 Once again, you're listening to WJ1, yeah, 98.5, the running back sports show, sports for the culture. If you want to call the joining discussion, the number is 215-763-9596. But, so, honestly, it kind of sounds like you're picking the Rams. Yeah. Um, so, I've been all in on Sean McVay for a while. Uh I like his attitude. I like the way he's a nerd about football. And I'm a big – Belichick is a football nerd. And I think, like, when you're a nerd about something and you get a job in it, it makes you more dedicated. It makes you better. It makes me believe that you're going to do more than the next coach. I love Bruce Arians, but let's call a spade a spade, right? The reason this team is excellent is because of Tom Brady. You saw what it looks like when it has an average quarterback, James Winston. Eight and eight, right? Eight and eight, nine and seven type yeah, time. Yeah. Is that seven and nine? This team is a 12-1 team because they believe in Tom, and Tom believes in them, and he's giving them that belief. Sean McVay took a team that was quarterbacked by Jared Goff to the Super Bowl, and now he has come back with, like, it's almost like Gundam. He's come back with this new, brand-new Gundam now, and he's like, remember the last time I saw you, Tom? It was a badge on. This time, though, I now have healthy running backs. I now have... Excellent playmakers on the outside, not just guys I'm scheming open. That's no disrespect to Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods, but that's just the truth. You got Odell and Cooper. You got Odell and Cooper, and you still got Bobby Trees. Yeah. So I'm saying, so Tyler, like, Tyler Higgins and Van Jefferson. Tyler Higgins yeah, and Van Jefferson. Yeah. That's a great underrated line. Um, I think Aaron Donald, in a way that, and I love Fletcher, but in a way that Fletcher couldn't, Aaron Donald can crush that interior pocket against Brady. And that's not to mention Aaron Donald has a legitimate partner in crime and Von Miller. Exactly, which he's never had before is a solid off the I mean, yeah, yeah, Leonard Floyd, but yeah, Leonard Floyd, and he had Robert Quinn for that for a couple of years. So like he's had come, but like Von Miller is, is going. Don't mistake this because he had a couple. Yeah, off I'm about years. to say like Von Miller hasn't been in the playoffs in like. In five years, yeah. but he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Super Bowl MVP. And, uh, yeah, time for our 5 o'clock call. 98.5, WJ Runyon, running back sports. Take the music, boy. All right, let's play. <laughs> you know what time it is. Yep. What's going on, Pops? Did the Swagger Squad back? They back? Yeah, they're back. How y'all leave my boy hanging by himself last week, huh? Were y'all on vacation? Huh? Yeah, it, it's on. It's on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear crickets. <laughs> same way I hear, <laughs> uh-huh. hear Cowboys fans. Crickets, crickets, crickets. Man, you hear a pin drop. <laughs> <laughs> we mean trash drop? Okay. Okay, first things first. Look, the Eagles were playing with house money, but the way they went out was disgusting. Okay. Jalen Rager is a bum. <laughs> <laughs> he's uncoordinated mutt. He's wretched. He's despicable. He's disgusted. He's incompetent. Okay? For real. He needs to go to the CFL or like the Japan Football League or something like that. He's not an NFL player. And, you know, the fact that how he was up there, like, you know, trying to slap hands because he got up and everything. Come on, man. Uh-uh. Okay? And Nick Sirianni, I ain't forgot about him neither. Why they targeted Jalen Rigg over Devontae Smith when Devontae Smith had one-on-one opening the flat and everything is beyond me. 
with how he had him on, with how he had Brooke Lines him and everything. Hey, 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 Nick, you know, uh, Jalen is our number one pick from last year and everything. We want to focus him on the offense. Okay? I can, I, I, can, I can see that little creep doing something like that, too. Okay? With the analytics. Yeah. His best friend, Jeffrey Lurie's son, you know, with the analytics. Okay? Analytics don't, you don't need analytics to know the Eagles got smoked. Bottom line, pure, I mean, pure, unadulterated, they got, they got their lunchy. And if Tom Brady really wanted to do anything, he could have hung a 50 spot on him. Easy. Yeah. Okay. The pass rush was not existing. All right. Every time I turned around, once again, defensive back 10 yards off the receivers. The fact that Jonathan Gannon is even getting interviewed this offseason is laughable. And I'm being nice about it. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's not laughable. They can have them. No, 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 no. They can have them. They ain't team that hides them. They ain't team that hides them and everything. Yo, I got some waterfront property for them down at uh, Pier 16 on uh, Columbus Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> okay? That's the way I feel about it. Because he, you know, he has friends and other organizations and everything. inside of like, you know, give him a curse, like give him a head coach interview. Yo, take, take, I will drive him to the airport. I will pay his plane fare. Okay, that's how much I can't stand Jonathan Gannon. All right. Oh, um, Honestly, at this Jaylen, point, at this point, like, who do you can't stand more? Do you can't stand Jalen Rager more? You can't stand Ben Simmons more? Ooh. Oh, man, I'll ship them oh. both out. I'll drive them. Bo- I'll drive them both wherever they get traded to, or they get released to where they want to go. I don't care as long as it's out of foot. Thanks. Okay, let me tell you something. Okay, Jalen, Jalen hurts. You know, I'll look. It was his first year as a star. It was his first playoff game. Okay, fine. He, oh, man. He was so off target. I thought he was a stormtrooper shooting at, at the Rebels. <laughs> no, kind, no kind of accuracy whatsoever. Right in front of him. The targets are right there. Really? You know, um. We went to Sean. Okay, because already. People are talking about saying we need a new quarterback. When there's so many other holes in the team, now we got to worry about, like, you know, Jalen, like, getting this act together. <sighs> Oof, man. That game hurt me on so many levels. You know? And, of course, you know, the Cowboys fans and some of my groups, and like, yeah, yeah, y'all got lost there. I said, wait for it. 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 Uh, quarterback stick with a talent on the clock. Wait for it, Jack. <laughs> 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 That's that Mike McCarthy play calling. Oh, yeah, God. Oh, he wasted so much years with me, Rod. And please, Jerry, Jerry Jones, keep Mike McCarthy as your head coach. Incredible you know? hire. Great head coach. Man, fantastic hire. Okay? Or if, you want, or if you want to fire him, uh, you can just promote Kellen Moore. There you go. Ooh, just like you want to like keep um, Joe Judge. They, the Giants actually wised up. You know? still a dumpster, I'm, I'm going to miss Joe Judge. <laughs> best, be, best years in the line. Yeah. Well, who's, the, the who's their coach the before them, McAdoo? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And the Washington, what, you know, the the, the Washington, what the, What's it whatever they are, the commanders, the admirals, I don't know. Whatever, you know, whatever, you know, the Washington got crisis, you know. A lot of bad signs are on there and saying, you know, I'm not really worried too much about them. And plus, they still ain't got no quarterback, so. Taylor Heineke, I'm sorry. No, that ain't getting the job done. Alright, um, look, the bottom line is this, okay, um, the Eagles beat up, and I, I, I told you guys this, 
they beat up on some scrub bum teams. Okay, some COVID team. There was some, they, you know, they got hit by COVID. Okay, like I said, guys that should be mixing paint at Walmart, pumping gas, and boxing shells at um, <laughs> Shoprite. Okay, and it showed because when he was against the defending chance and everything, they got smoked. That's all there is to it. Yeah. This team has a lot of holes to fill, and they need to do it through free agency in the draft. And how he needs it, I mean, we all know I like to wheel and deal and everything. So if he trades two of those picks to go up in the top ten, I have no problem with that. But, you know, this team has needs more important than quarterback. Because even if Jalen Hurts is an average quarterback, if he has a good pass rush, if he has a good defense, and the offensive line isn't giving anything, they have a chance to make some, do some damage. You know, but these quarterbacks that have come out in the draft this year, none of them wow me. None of, I mean, you you don't see the buzz around them like you know, like like old like recent years, like you know, Andrew Luck and um, Joe Burrow, uh, Deshaun, you know, Deshaun Watson, you know, before all the legal trouble, yeah. um, Kyler Murray, all those guys. You don't hear the kind of buzz over the quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, the big. I mean, the biggest name coming out is uh, Kellen Pinkett. Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. Wilson Pickett, whatever his name is, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. There ain't no quarterbacks that stand out this year, so I don't even know their names. Yeah. I like Malik Willis, personally. That's Cordell Stewart 2.0. Yo, he, yo, he's a super stone trooper, the way he throws the ball all over the field. <laughs> he can still be better than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts can't make simple anticipation throws that high yo, school quarterbacks are supposed to make. I saw some game Malik Willis play and everything. Don't get me wrong. He has a lot of raw potential and everything, but he killed more golf. He killed more golf with those round balls he was throwing all over the field, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Donovan McNabb two went over me. <laughs> so you mean Jalen Hurts on yo, Sunday? Yo, man, he he for killer two point I just want somebody who can throw the ball more than thirty yards in the air. That's really my one requirement. Hey, look, I feel the same way. That's it. I don't really want to ask you. You don't even got to be mobile. I'm just all the mobile stuff is underrated. I just can you throw the ball thirty yards? I'm just tired of I'm just tired of not having a quarterback after McNabb. It's been ten years since we actually had a franchise. We did yeah. have one. Yeah, want to trade for Garoppolo? We had number eleven. <laughs> yeah, want to so trade for Garoppolo? So chased him out of town. <laughs> We're not giving you a first for Garoppolo, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. If they got if they got Garoppolo for say like a second round, a second or third round pick, I could live with that. Kirk Cousins. Dude, I'm not, oh, I'm God, no, dude. I'm you realize how much I gotta like reskindle? <laughs> because Kirk really, Cousins came here balling. Yeah, you wouldn't get a Kirk Cousins. Oh, yo, 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 yo! Here's <laughs> <laughs> your press card. Okay, let me tell you something. First off, Jimmy Garoppolo almost gave Dallas a chance to win that game with that boneheaded play. Yes, he, yes, he did. <laughs> okay, and it was only because Dallas is more wretched than the Forty Nine than the than uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. They won. They have an idiot for a coach. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Dak, run a quarterback draw. <laughs> Thirty seconds and no timeouts left. Fourteen seconds. <laughs> okay, and of course, oh, blame the rest. Blame the rest. Blame the rest. And and you Dallas fans, yo, y'all got yeah, from now on. Y'all can't say anything about the Eagles fans. Yeah, throw yeah, throw things over the field. Telling you, oh, we weren't aiming for the players. We we're aiming for we we're aiming for the refs. And on top of that, there was a brawl outside the stadium with yep. a down a San Francisco 49ers fan. <laughs> of course, there's good national coverage because it's not Philly. Yo, Dallas fans are classy. They're American team fans. Yep. They never do anything wrong. Hey, my mom's not talking to me. She's a Cowboys fan, so I got to hear it later anyway. <laughs> yeah, 
And we'll tell her there's room on the couch for her too. She got Tell Cowboys it, all over her wall. Every jersey, every hat, everything. All, all the Philly Dallas fans that talk all that smack. Okay, tell them to bring chips and dip. And we can all sit down and watch the playoff together. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm miserable yeah. loves company. But, uh, but, Dad, one last question before we got to let you go. Uh, so, with now being in the divisional round, uh, who's your pick to go to the Super Bowl? Really? I can't really. Right now, I can't say. Okay. Because I don't think Tampa Bay – I mean, Tampa Bay beat up on the Eagles team that was lucky to get in the playoffs. Okay, let's be honest. Let's be real about that. Okay, Green Bay probably has the best shot because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is MVP again this year. You know, he has, a, he has offense. He has a defense. Um, the Rams have an outside shot, you know, because they're stacked on defense. They have some great offensive weapons and everything. But I still can't get behind Matthew Stafford as a uh, Super Bowl quarterback. Wow. Disrespect. He's going to show y'all this weekend. <laughs> okay. Well, let's face it, man. Kyler Murray played just as bad as he ever heard. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> yep. You know what? I'm I can't sorry. argue Kyle, that. Kyler, Kyler Murray, and that bonehead play he did in the end zone. <laughs> a three-yard pick six. <laughs> yo, man. Pick six. I'm sorry, but Kyler Murray lost that day. Look, he, look, yo, he like Gary Coleman in shoulder pads. <laughs> he looks scared. He he looks scared. He looks undecisive. And I know Zach Ertz is like, well, shoot, I might as well stay in the Philly for this. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he went from one quarterback to the other that are the same quarterback, pretty much. So okay, Kyler Murray has a little bit more. Yeah, better arm talent. See, they see that word coming up again. I can't. I can't really say. You know, because the let the remaining teams in the AFC. I mean, they're pretty much like you know. Evenly bound, but I will say out of AFC, I say Buffalo has the best chance. I think when they put on Bill, the Bill Belichick up there in Buffalo. Ooh, going on the first, going on every possession. Come on now. And I know, I know Bill was crying in his beard, saying, "I wish I still had time. I wish I still had time. I wish I still had time." You know, so we'll see. Everything will shake out. Josh Allen's ringing. Everything will shake out. We'll see. Okay. All right, well, he go nine for twenty-one in the first half next week. Don't say nothing. It's gonna be two touchdowns though. <laughs> <laughs> 158 yards, two touchdowns. They need to lock Jalen Hurts up in a, in, a, in, a, in a gym somewhere, and he doesn't come out until he's accurate. Put him, lock him in a gym, <laughs> give him like a thousand footballs, and put targets all over the place. Unless he hits all the targets a hundred times and everything, you don't let him out for nothing. That just reminds me of that Andre Godala quote. He's like, you can lock Andre Godala in a gym all night, and like he'll still come out with like only six points. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Disrespect. Okay, it's like you can. Well, shoot, you can lock Ben Simmons in the gym and everything. He'll still come out. He still come out shooting only two threes out of 180 games. That's okay. No, no, he'll, no, he'll do fine. There's nobody around him. Put people around him and everything. He'll forget everything. <laughs> right. Captain Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> anyway <laughs> we appreciate the call. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Okay, and, and somebody and somebody do me a favor. Somebody tell Amber Rose get that tattoo off her head and everything. It's really distracting. Amber Rose. Oh no. Amber tattoo. About Kanye was the picture of her. She shaved her head, got something tattooed and everything. And everybody's like, "What the heck she got on her head?" Why are you bringing that up? Where did you know. see her at? I don't know. It just popped. It just popped. I mean, it is. Mind. It is really like hard to look at, but I mean, that's yeah, old news. That's old news. Because the way Amber Rose looking at She got her kids' names. She wanted everybody to know her kids' names. I mean, 
Yeah, well, the way that movie missionary thing, it reminded me of Ben Simmons. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> oh my God! Anyway, <laughs> we appreciate the call. Wow. I think it is. Good yeah, parallel. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> the Ben Simmons slam. Oh my God! Once again, you listen to ninety-eight point five. Ninety-eight point five. You want to call the Jordan discussion? Numbers two one five seven six three nine five nine six. I work on. Hey, Chris. <sighs> Welcome back. Thanks. Don't be surprised, my mom called. <laughs> Because we were talking about the Cowboys. Don't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a Cowboy freeze online. So, <laughs> yeah, mom, don't call because you are not. I'm not defending you. <laughs> <laughs> you on your own. <laughs> <laughs> you on your own. So about Dakota. Sorry. Uh, yeah. His press is posting comments recorded to me. He's like, oh well. Don't throw trash on us. Uh, he's like, that's not. A, he's like, we, we work so hard. Oh, they were throwing it at the rest. Oh, that's fine then. <laughs> he made a lot of excuses. He was a. F- I heard a lot of excuses. He was frustrated. He was. He definitely was. I get that, but it's like, I feel like, especially when it comes to like Dallas, like everybody wants to like you know make light or like not make a big deal in terms of what they do. He did. If you wear that star, I feel like you're awarded a lot more freedom than what people were going to do. You can't see Cam. Remember when Cam Newton lost that Super Bowl and he, lo- and he walked out of that press conference? That's all they talked about like after the Super Bowl win. Yep. They talked about that. Meanwhile, there really wasn't that much of an uproar or outrage or anything about Dak Prescott's comments. So I feel like if you wear that star, if you wear that you know Dallas Cowboy uniform, I feel like you're awarded a lot more freedom in terms of what you do and what you say as opposed to like anyone else. Like Odell Beckham wouldn't have gotten Odell Beckham would have gotten three times as much scrutiny as he as as like what Dak Prescott would have gotten. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, you even saw it on the way out. Like, people was like actually on defending Baker Mayfield <laughs> in terms of like what happened between like him and uh, Cleveland. No, you're right. You're right. But I think that's. Um, that reaches to a deeper issue with the Cowboys and their f- fandom, or I guess the perception of their fandom is because like it it is kind of a cultural and racial thing to an extent. Like I look at it as something like the Lakers are known as a bandwagon fandom. Same with the Yankees, right? Mm-hmm. But if we think in our minds of culturally what the average Yankee fan looks like or the average Laker fan looks like versus what the average Cowboy fan looks like. Two of those fan bases are going to look a lot more like us than Cowboy fans. So you got to understand, like, they're judged on a different scale because football is life below the Mason-Dixon. And then pretty much in Texas, it's it's the Mecca. It's like how people feel about Madison Square Garden. That's what Texas is for football. Mm -hmm. So you play for a team that has a majority white fan base and – you know, and the fifty percent that comes to take over the stadium. Exactly. <laughs> so you got to remember that, like, you know, a lot of these guys are going to get leeway and ways. Like, even Zeke has been in a bunch of trouble and hasn't gotten the outright public scrutiny that, like you said, an OBJ or someone else of that same ilk has because he's a cowboy. Yeah, it's just the truth. It's the same reason Michael Irvin got off with stuff. It's the same reason Dez got off with stuff. Being a cowboy matters. Even when Greg Hardy got picked up by the Cowboys. Oh my gosh, that was Randy Gregory cannot stop failing drug tests. Like yeah. <laughs> that one cowboy player that uh, that killed one of his friends. Uh, like on the drunk driver. I cannot remember. Who then, was that Javon Belcher or something? Javon Belcher, yes, yes. Don't forget, like, Alden Smith was a cowboy too. Who? At a point in time. Yeah. Mm, Lord. 
Anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, so in closing, in regards to the football talk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> San Francisco and Green Bay, we totally forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, Packers. Uh, yeah, I already know where I'm going, so I don't have to answer that. <laughs> With everything I said earlier, I'm still going Green Bay because that's a bad man. And you know what the bad thing is? I'm going to have two jerseys on. So if Green Bay do oh, win. Oh, you got the half and half jersey? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to just take off my San Francisco jersey and throw and my Aaron Rodgers on. Like, well, we lost. Well, we lost. Boys. Lost to the quarterback. Uh, we should have drafted uh, instead of Alex Smith, but it's okay. Ooh. <laughs> that's a bad shot. <laughs> Oh, I still talk about that to oh, this day. Oh, man. I would never, hey, ever. Nobody's brought back. it up in a while, but he was the number one. Y'all had the number one pick. And hey, we drafted Alex Smith over hey, Aaron Rodgers. Hey, let me post this question out to you. A-Rod leaves. He can void his contract after this year. What if he says, I want to come home? Trey Lance, you Lance got to sit. Another two years. Trey, gonna sit. <laughs> Trey, Trey got to sit for another two, three years. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> I'll be the first one in line with an Aaron Rodgers San Fran jersey. I think everybody. I think everybody. Everybody would let it. Oh, that'd be the highest. highest selling jersey. Yeah, that would be the highest selling jersey. Yeah, Yeah. and probably in Niners history. Yeah, easily. Yeah, but hey, if not, you can always wear a different green. A rod. It's not happening. He wants to come here. That's the question. He wouldn't want to go to a cold small town to another cold, slightly bigger small town. (laughs) Just put me in that room with him. Oh my gosh. He doesn't care how much you know about Star Wars. He does. <laughs> he just hasn't met me yet. <laughs> I'm like, he'll sign the papers tomorrow. Oh my gosh. I'm like, all that stuff you see with Jamar Chase right now, Devontae going to do that next year with A-Rod. Oh, my gosh. I oh, that would be a deadly combination. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be somebody who could actually get him the ball. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Quest Walker's going to look like Randall Cobb 2.0. <laughs> Jalen Rager might actually. No. No, 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 no. no. You might have to take that back. Jalen Rager's off the team. He's done. Yeah. He's done? Yeah. He's done. I was like, I was at home. I was like, he needs to figure out how he's getting home. He ain't getting <laughs> on the plane. Like, he ain't getting on the plane. I was like, he needs to figure out what say, bus he's taking back to Philly because to say, he's not getting on the you plane. You know, the same Uber AB caught after the game. You got to cut that one, man. <laughs> the same. Oh, much. yeah. That was too much. Like, it was just too apparent how bad he is. And yeah. he got to go. Yeah. He's been bad all season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been bad mm. since he's been there. Mm. So, mm. Howie Roseman really saw mm. Justin Jefferson mm-hmm. and, and Jalen Raygram was like, hmm. You know, I know something about this Jalen Rager kid. I like his name. I like his name. You know what, Jalen and Jalen. Rager Jefferson. Rager Jefferson. You know what, hold on. I'm going to get Jalen. Rager in the first round. I'm going to get Jalen. Jalen and Jalen. I think that's what he was doing in the Jaylen world. Jalen Connection. just looking at him like, you, you messing around, right? Yeah, of course. I'm not going to call that in. Mm. I'm about to say, the same thing you accuse me like when, when it comes to Ohio State players, I'm like, that's probably what Howard Roseman did next year. <laughs> He was like, if you played in the Big 12, it's all swell. <laughs> <laughs> I was real talk. That'd be me as a GM. I'm like, you know, I like this kid. I'm like, what school did he go to, Chris? I'm like, Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> had a seventh round grade. Yeah. <laughs> it's close to the seventh round. It's the third round, Chris. Hey, What's your point? Not even Why? Yeah, running back sports. This is your daily reminder that Joel Embiid is the most skilled big man of all time. What's going on, Mark? <laughs> What's up, Mark? It's a fact. Mark Thompson, you are a gem. Yeah. Uh, speaking Mike of that, uh, let's dive into the NBA a little bit. You know, speaking of Joel Embiid, you know, outside of that ugly loss on, well, never mind. We weren't going to be watching on MLK Day. So, <laughs> take it for what it is. Still two and a half out of the number one seed of the Eastern Conference Finals. That being said, who is your MVP 
of the NBA now that half the season is over? MVP? Yes. Like, can I – okay, so I got five different people. Yeah, I guess we could do a top five. Yeah, top five then. So Embiid, of course, is one. Is he is he is he is he a one or like is he no? It's one? not no special order. Okay. I say he's one. <laughs> like it's no special order. So Embiid, Steph, DeRozan, John Morant, mm. and somebody else. I had. I low key would say Jimmy Butler. Low key. Low key. Okay. Those are my top five for MVP so far this year because all of them. Leading their teams respectively, and they're doing great things, especially John Morant. John, Mor- everybody keeps posting me, and John Morant stats is better than Derrick Rose MVP season. And you actually have to look at Memphis, and they're actually playing well, really well. So mm-hmm. definitely, those five players stand out to me this year. Um, I would say Joel or John Morant, those two. I really don't see anybody else. Ooh, not even Steph. I mean, yeah, step two, but that's just like a given in my head. But yeah, so I guess them third. Dang, there's no love for Giannis in this. I mean, I, I just. My I mean, I don't know. I just think Joel, obviously. I mean, yeah. clear, look at the numbers. It, regardless of the numbers, I watch him like game after game, and I just everything he does, he's just playing like MVP. Mm-hmm. Ja, I mean, he's taking the Grizzlies. You know, they're number five. I think number five in the West. Number, yeah, four. number five or four, one yeah. of the two. And you know, obviously they're like an up and coming team. They're a young team. They're well coached, but. Um, just what he's doing individually, I think he's having MVP season. And then obviously Steph is carrying the Warriors, and they're still kind of getting themselves back. Oh no, the Grizzlies are three now. Oh, they're three. Yeah. Even though they yeah, just exactly. lost the other day. Well, they won last night, but they yeah. lost the other day. Yeah, they got yeah. blown out by Dallas. Okay, yeah. good. That's good. The Lakers are like number seven, number nine. Yeah, they're seven right now. Seven. So yeah. the season end of the day, they play the Warriors. I wouldn't be worried. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll have a. They'll get good after yeah. you know. I'll stop right. Yeah. Giannis is falling into that LeBron category. It's like a voter fatigue. <coughs> it's like you are already an MVP candidate. Let's give it to somebody else. Let's see somebody else do something. That's how I feel about Giannis and KD at the moment as far as like MVP candidates. Yeah. They'll sneak in at the end of the year, you know, something like that. Yeah, but now KD is going to be out for like the next month and a half. So yeah. I feel like that's kind of the end like of Like what happened game. to Joel last year, yeah. how he got hurt, and then yeah. his, his chances went down. Yeah. That's, the, that's yeah. the only reason why Jokic won the MVP. Which I still think Embiid should have won it, but. Uh, he got yeah. hurt. Uh, okay. Um, so I'm going to go Ja first, okay. then Steph. Then Embiid, then DeRozan. Now my five is ridiculous, but it's only because they've actually been playing really well. If you really check the stat, Darius Garland. That is five. my Ooh. that is my surprise team this season. And I think Darius Garland should be a MVP. I'm sorry, should be an All Star uh, this year for the Eastern Conference. I think he's gonna be. I will hope so. The Cleveland plays a great grand brand of basketball. They great defense. Um, cohesion on offense. Ricky Rubio going down kind of messed him up, but they got Rondo to kind of replace those same minutes. So slightly different players, but really, if you think about it, it's the same guy. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to throw him in there, but I, I still think um, John Morant is the next chance for a point guard to be the face of the league. And I know everybody's like, oh, what about Steph? What about Steph? Like, as much as people love Steph, he doesn't have that same – rough edge to him that mm-hmm. even D Rose had who was a quiet demure guy but 
obviously AI. Yeah, John Chopper's violently. We've been looking for that same kind of guy since AI. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And the thing is, is that I saw a really good comparison on Twitter. I think we talked about this. We said John Moran is kind of like a combination of Allen Iverson and Steve Francis. Yeah. Mm. Yep. That's actually a perfect because people that's, forget that's Steve Francis was the franchise. Steve Francis an athletic tough. beast for a for a six foot guard, and he could rise up on you. He but he could also pass. He could also dribble, handle the ball. Was tenacious on defense. That is a a, a, a great comparison. I would have Steph obviously in the second position. Just but why did you bring up rough edge? Like in terms of comparing Steph and AI and all that, like what does the rough edge have to do with it? Well, because okay, so when I say rough edge, and I mean I know what you meant, but like what does it have to do with like MVP, like voting and rank, like what? Well, okay, so MVP, let's be real, it always has to have a narrative behind it. Like if it was just about best player, best stats, LeBron to have twelve MVPs. Well, I mean, Giannis I guess, have like three, and then you can throw in there like Kobe. Kobe should have more MVPs. But the yeah. narrative of narrative. Steph in the last two seasons has been insane. Would have, would have been a finalist I mean, right? But I mean, but Ruffin, I think Steph has his own edge. It's just not like a hoodish, like you know, kind of like down home kind of edge. Like Steph is kind of like he's a good guy. Like he's he's the good guy. He's the family guy. But he has that Ed, edge because Edge has a butter knife. Nah, he you know he has his own he has his own lane. Like Steph is his own lane, obviously in every way. But so. in a cynical society, it's the same reason that a lot of these people prefer Michael Jordan to LeBron. LeBron is just a nice dude yeah. on average. But Michael Jordan is known not only as a killer oh, on no. the court, but kind of an a hole in real life. So yeah. it's like, but it's kind of what people like is that whole thing going back to people. People in love families. LeBron. People love LeBron. Mm, people think LeBron. They love to hate LeBron. Yeah, exactly. But, they but he's LeBron's still fake. like the most polarizing athlete in the last. I mean, Michael Jordan was too, obviously. But LeBron is, I mean, he takes it to another level. But see, I think LeBron is the See, for me, LeBron isn't polarizing. LeBron takes, a, is. LeBron takes a stance on certain things that is normally the easier path or the, the I'm not standing in the way of anything. Like, nothing LeBron says changes. It's, he's, not, he's never going to be Muhammad Ali. Like, 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 just, no one's going to be Muhammad Ali as far as an athlete who's someone right. who doesn't care about the sport past what they need to do for their culture. But these guys who in this whole, you know, shut up and dribble kind of thing, LeBron is a guy who's just going to say just enough so that you know he cares. Which is fine. That doesn't make him a bad thing. But what I mean by Jordan is Jordan just didn't care. He didn't pretend to play the game. I care about my money. I care about golfing. I care about cigars. And I care about letting you know that I won six championships on y'all. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And when Jordan <laughs> does something, he does it. there's no media attention. There's because no it, media Because yeah. he doesn't care about it. He doesn't care about it. So yeah. that's why people feel like LeBron is and not fake because fake is kind of a bad word. But meaning he's political. I call him Mayor LeBron. Yeah. Mayor, Mayor LeBron. Cause like he's kind of like everything is kind of like the mayor. The mayor. Everything is like kissing babies <laughs> and shaking hands and like saying the right. Shut it's up, like Chris. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it's like Hulk Hogan in the eighties. Like it really is. It's just like you know, say your prayers and take your vitamins and like everything's gonna be okay. I don't know. And oh, people so kind of don't like that. I mean, it's this. It, oh, we, so we, that's why they enjoy Space Jam too that much. That's why, like, if you notice the heel turn on Kevin Durant is only made him now be able to come back around and be more popular. Because he did what people won't admit that they would do. If you worked at a job where you were busting your behind, right, and you were the best person at that job, and somehow every year y'all failed to make this whatever amazing thing that got everybody a bonus or whatever, make right? Cool I mean, did you exactly. forget, like, I'm going to take my talents? Like, they hated him for that. All right, so prime example. So if you're making your quota at T-Mobile, yep. I'm going to use my job as an example, mm -hmm. and you, you have an amazing team and you don't make your quota, you know what? I'm going to go to AT&T because they make their quota. 
I get I get what you're saying. So that's what I mean. Where Kevin Durant was, he was the heel in the short term, but in the long term, anybody's gonna do something for the betterment of their job and their family. Mm. It's just people get hurt in their feelings because they feel like the, we feel like these sports stars owe us something with their decisions. Exactly. They don't. Right. So it's the same thing with LeBron. Like, yeah, the decision. That's why he doesn't do anything like that anymore. When was the last time you seen LeBron do something that was kind of controversial in that regard? When he did the Lakers thing, it was like a Woj bomb. He did like a little press introductory little tweet thingy, and then it was done. And then on he top of that, we already knew he was going. I'm about to say, like, we, we kind of knew he was going. If he wasn't going back to Cleveland, he was going to go to the Lakers. Right. So it was either us or Phil- it was either the Lakers or Philadelphia. We don't damn well he wasn't coming to Philly. Right. So it was either, even when he went when he left Miami, it was like he's going back home. We already felt that, or he's going to New York City. He's going to the Knicks. But, but he, he could have done it. It's him. He could have done an ESPN special, and they would have fell over it in Connecticut. I just thought the topic is lost in translation. I was asking about the rough edge thing about I'm the sorry, no. <laughs> I was just asking about, like, I feel like the whole thing with the KD, with the LeBron, like, I, I was just talking about why you said that about a rough edge in terms of MVP voting, Steph versus Ja versus in comparison to AI. That was my initial just. Well, because, okay, so my initial thing is, to me, in play style, in attack style, right, I feel right, like Ja right. is more reminiscent to of that course. rough edge you get of AI. Right. That's why. Uh-huh. So past anything of who they are off the court, because mm-hmm. who they are off the court kind of translates to how you play a little bit, but like, I feel like that is the narrative that will be able to push So die. people want that narrative, so they vote MVP because he has the same narrative as resembles AI. Or like they that, like, that like that aggressive, That's what you're saying. Like, it's small kind of like player, like from the like from the concrete type vibe, that's why you're saying they voted them over MVP over maybe someone else. Exactly. So that's why you're saying Steph doesn't get the nod because he doesn't have that narrative. Exactly. Okay. Steph Curry has two too, so they ain't going. Exactly. To I got you. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's I can, when I can the politics that. come into it. I think it, I think it goes into like the voter fatigue joke that they were making about LeBron, where it's like, oh yeah, I, people want to have something new and flashy. It was why Joker got so much momentum to win the award last year. People just want somebody new to say is the best player. Right, right, right. And Giannis already has improved his game so much, and he got his, his he, got, he got his kudos got his last ring. season. You know what I mean? Like last season, he got the kudos, the MVP, he got the, the ring. Um, finally, the ring. I mean, not the MVP last season, but you know, he got the ring last season. Yeah. And you know, people were like, "Oh, we already gave Giannis his flowers. Like he's already yeah. good. You're great. They game signed us." But now it's like he's still doing the same numbers and still kind of pushing his team forward, but he's still not getting that recognition. Yeah. Yeah, because if you think about it, all the players like that, Kobe one, Shaq two. LeBron, like you said, have 12 MVPs. Jordan could have had 12 MVPs, you know, stuff like that. So they start finding – that's where politics come into play. They start finding new players to give the MVP Drive to. new narratives, yeah. Yeah, create new narratives, yeah. Yeah, that's why people were, like, so adamant about, like, trying to push the Zion Williamson thing, like, so much. Aww. Whereas, like, as Ham is, like, you know, him becoming the new face Zion. of the week. He's, like, somewhere on the couch <laughs> trying to, like, Foot eat up. a protein yeah. bar or something. Aww. Well, shoot. Well, I mean, you're a Mass fan. Like, you de- even uh, Luka. 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 Mass fan? Yeah. Dirk's my second favorite player, so I always got a soft spot for the Mavs. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. You know, I cried at the re- Jersey retirement, but it's okay. I was yeah. watching, too. Oh, I my God. I love Dirk with his little <sighs> his blended family. I was like, yes, Dirk. Yeah, his little platters he's bringing it. to the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He had his little his wife and his little kids. They all brown. I was like, look at him. Dirk Arulli. Yeah, I love He's smiling, happy. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not fair. That was something nice to see. That was. Yeah. 98.5 WJYN, running back sports. Hello? Uh, okay. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. But, obviously, like, uh, speaking of speaking of Dirk, every time, like, that Mavs run, that Mavs series against Miami, I'm just, like, I'm just thinking. And, like, every single time, like, I think about that series, and then I watch Joel Embiid, and I'm, like, every single time they win, I'm, like, 
I keep like trying to talk myself into. I'm like, why can't it be make a Dirk run? I'm just like that. That that playoff run we had was probably the best playoff run I ever seen in my life. Cause think about it. Underdog against the Blazers, we beat them. Of course, I always say Brandon Roy get didn't get hurt, we'll lose that series definitely. That's, that's a fact. Um, you play the, the Lakers. Lakers. Sweep them. Defending champs. Sweep two-time them. Two-time defending champs. Yep. Two-time defending champs. We swept them. Going to the Thunder versus the young KD, James, and Westbrook. Right before they was ready. Right. Beat them. Now we're going to Miami. Now, you know, this is their first year together, but it's LeBron, D-Wade, Chris Bosh in their proms. Yeah. Dirk put it on his back and was like, nope. Yeah. We ain't, we ain't doing nothing, this. mind you, too. Yeah. Oh, no, you, no, no, it, no, no, it was 1-1. One, one. Y'all would have been down. Two, it would have been down 3-1. Yeah. And then we had the veteran presence, of course, like Jason Kidd, Sean Marion. Tyson Chandler was the Tyson difference Chandler, maker. Tyson Chandler. He was the difference maker. Um, Deshaun Stevenson. Be, the guys knew their role, and they all was hungry to win the chip, especially like the former All-Stars. Like I said, Jason Kidd and Sean Marion, yeah. they knew they wasn't who they were. Yeah. So Jason Kidd was like, all right, I'm cool throwing 10 doms shooting like two threes. Sean Marion's like, I'm cool with grabbing rebounds and scoring like 10 points. Tyson Chandler was cool with like, all right, I'm going to just grab rebounds and block shots. I don't have to score. Jason Terry, all right, you come off the bench. You score 18 off the J. bench. J.J. Barea. J.J. Barea, who don't get enough credit for that run. If it wasn't for him in that Lakers series when Andrew Bynum knocked him down, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think we would have had that edge anymore. He came, he popped right back up, got the whole team fired up after that, so. I was going to say the reason that he highlighted is why we can't make an NBA run. That's all veterans he just named. All guys who were either all-stars at one point or the best two or three best players on teams that had already made deep runs. If you just go through our roster, Andre Drummond, barely any playoff experience. Danny Green is clearly who he is. Seth Green is Seth Green. Seth Curry is clearly who he is. Um, Matisse, I think, would step up in a playoff series. The same thing with Tyrese. But then you go through the rest of the roster, you, I don't Charles Bassey. Come on. I, I don't even Joe know who's on the Sixers for anymore right now. Like, that's what I'm saying. So the reason I don't think we could do a Dirk run is you're not talking about a Dirk run. You're talking about like a Wilt Chamberlain 60s run where it's like him and like 10 mailmen and he's just <laughs> averaging 50, 25, and 10. That's not to discourage our, like, or disparage our roster or anything like that. But it's just the truth of we not only have a bunch of inexperienced guys, we have guys who have not even learned their NBA roles yet. Right. So that's why to me the Ben trade is so important and why it bothers me so much because it's not only – um. We don't know what our team's gonna look like. It's wasting another prime Joel year where he could make that type of run. But we just don't have a team. If you bring in three <sighs> starter quality veterans for him, like like I, I gave a trade uh, yesterday was if we were to bring in Miles Turner, Malcolm Brogdon, and maybe T.J. Warren's contract or T.J. Warren if he's healthy, that makes us mm-hmm. a championship level team. I'm not even trying to be funny. If you only give up one player besides Ben in that. That's a championship-level team. You have a championship-level point guard. You have a big man who can actually stretch the floor the way that Joe can and can protect the rim and can actually shoot free throws unlike Andre Drummond. And Brogdon can give you 20 points a game if you necessary, but he doesn't really have to. You can play him and Tyrese and him and Seth Curry together. Mm-hmm. You get versatility out of that. T.J. Warren's another bucket score, somebody who can get a perimeter shot, something we haven't had in years. That's a, champ- that's a team that, with the way Embiid is playing, can go get a championship. That's why I'm not like a – Oh, we need to get Jalen Brown. We need to get Bradley Beal. We need to get these types of guys. Gilles Alexander. I don't care. Give me two two quarters for a fifty cent or whatever. However, you want to make the change. Like I, honestly, at this point, it's like 
the best offer you're probably gonna get is probably from the Kings, like a Buddy Hill and like Buddy Hill, Fox, Buddy Bagley, or Tyrese or Tyrese Halliburton and yeah. Buddy Hill. I'll take. I that. don't think they're giving up Halliburton. I think they. They said Halliburton is on the table now. Where they're desperate. They're, they wow. realize they kept Luke Walton too long. Their team makes zero sense, and they have no one on it that team. It doesn't because you got De'Aaron Fox, Davion Mitchell, and Tyrese Halliburton, who all play the same position. Same position. That's almost. a crowded backcourt. That's a crowded backcourt. Then you still got Buddy Hill in that backcourt too. Yeah. So wow. Yeah. So, but also they're trying to throw into bias because like they're trying to shed money. So like, how are you gonna package eighty million together? That's what Kyle Kuzma said, which I thought was one of the funniest tweets of all time. Like, how are you gonna package eighty? How are you gonna be like, hey guys? Yeah, we got Ben Simmons' contract and Tobias Harris's contract. Oh, one guy won't play this year, and one guy is like one of the ten worst forwards in the league, making yeah. forty million dollars. Honestly, at that point, if you do that Sacramento trade, if it, you probably need to have finally like a third or a fourth team. But what you're probably going to get back is probably that Buddy Hill and that Harrison Barnes contract, along probably with Halliburton. I take Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. Harrison Barnes might Har- be Harrison than Barnes, Harris right now. Harrison Barnes will be a nice piece. Oh, no, I, I'll take Harrison Barnes too. It'll be a nice piece of the Sixers. He he been he, he been to the finals. He won the finals on a Golden State yeah. team. Yep. You know he was on the Mavericks. He was a go-to scorer on the Mavericks for some a time. Of years. Yep. You know, so he does have the experience to becoming another go-to scorer. He just, I think he's on a bad Sacramento team right yeah. now. So. Yeah. Personally, I kind of wish they kind of would have made a deal with Toronto like that like that this past summer. You would have got like a Fred VanVleet and an OG Adenobi. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded that trade. I don't. That's that's the part that's bothering me about Maury because it's like, well, what are you holding out? What do you think you're gonna finesse? Like, you think some? Like, you think like Jason Tatum tears his ACL and like Seattle? I mean, Seattle. Boston's like, we just gotta tear it down. We're, we'll give you Jalen Brown. Like, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, I everyone think he, knows yeah. Ben Simmons' value. Yeah, I think he's waiting for that that big name piece. I think he's waiting for Harden to solve one out. I think he's waiting that for one Harden. out. Yeah, because there was some reports that Harden is not happy in Brooklyn right now. Yeah, well, Kyrie way. can't play home games. KD can't stay healthy. Whether he would say that to KD out loud or not, we right? Can. Yeah, he said he would explore like other venues, and obviously See, Philadelphia is going to be the top and target. That was the point. That's why Harden should have came here in the first place. Well, that wasn't his choice. At that point, let's be honest. That was Tillman Fertitta being petty for Dirt. Well, yeah, worry. that too. He didn't want to do the P. He didn't. He didn't want to help him because yeah, we would have had Harden. We probably we would have won last year. Houston's screwed right now. I mean, they, they got, you got Green. You got like some pieces, and you're going to get a good yeah, pick but this like, year. But Houston's kind of yeah. But it's like you were going to get Jalen Green regardless. It's like what you got from Brooklyn, like the best player out of that entire Brooklyn team that they gave up went to the Cavaliers and not y'all. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You didn't get Karis LeVert. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't get, get Jared Allen. Allen. You didn't even get Victor Oladipo's corpse. You just didn't get anything. Like yeah, you just got a bunch of young players trying to play together. Yeah, that's. They're a weird team though. Like, how do you lose fifteen straight and then win like ten straight afterwards? It's just like because the talents on that team. It's weird if you go through that roster. They got some young guys who can play. Yeah, yeah. Christian and, Wood, and Jalen Green, for Silas. Kevin Portis, yeah. Ke- Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah. Yep. Josh Chris, Chris, Josh Christopher, yeah, yep. they're playing for Steven Silas yeah. too. So yeah, if they, they get a pick in here to yeah, come in and be good, like Pablo Banchero or something like that. Yeah, to me, like they're just too young. That's all it is. It's like they don't. It's like what we talk about in terms of like you know to uh, Matisse and like Tyrese. They don't know their roles yet because they haven't really played them. That's all it is. Yeah, it's like once they continue, like what continuity do you add? Like a like a Chad Holmgren next year. Then I feel like they're ready to. Take but it. is continuity really even allowed in today's NBA? If you're a team like Houston and like the Magic, yeah, sure, why not? Because nobody's gonna come to like your team willingly in free agency. Yeah, but like what I mean by that is right is teams tank or teams stay in the bottom, right? Yeah, and you try to get at least one or two or three years of worth of picks. But by the time you get to that third or fourth year, you got guys like the Zion situation in New Orleans. 
how is it he already wants out? He hasn't even signed a rookie extension, and there's already rumors he doesn't want to be there. How do you combat with that? As a I don't to build? understand that at all. Yeah. I mean, huh? you know what I mean? I don't yeah. understand that. I mean, well, you got extreme situations like New Orleans, and then you got other situations like Golden State. Sure. Steph Curry, and they made that decision. It was like, okay, we either stick with Monty Ellis or we trade him and let Klay Thompson run with Steph Curry. Yeah. Which rumor the Sixers had a package for Steph? Yeah. And they should have pulled the man. trigger. What? Yeah. I guess Drew Holiday looked really good. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I like Drew. Yeah, Drew is good. I'm glad he He's got a ring, Curry, but yeah, 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 but you got you got to remember, like Steph wasn't even Steph until Steph uh, Steve Kerr play. Nah, yeah, right. yeah, because like Steve Kerr was like, bro, I don't. He's like, he's like, yeah, it was like, you want me to be a point guard? Point guard? No, just shoot. Draymond could do it. It's like, you mean the guy that's yeah. up on the bench behind uh, David Lee? Yeah. Yeah, because Mark Jackson just had him being point guard, just throwing up shots. Steve Kerr actually did come in and say, "Yo, Draymond, run the offense," and then yeah, that ball movement. Yeah, 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 everyone um, run. Yeah, just keep running, Steph. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why, I, but, but to 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 bring it all the way back, and that that's why I feel like the Sixers don't have an Embiid running them is because we there is no continuity to this team. None of these guys have been in wars together. I want you to look at this roster. Who's been in the playoffs? Like, yeah, Tyrese and, and Danny and all those guys, and they had that little run last year. But, like, imagine if we still have the semblance of the team we had from 2017-18, where you got Roko, where you got Dario, where you got – and these guys have been through wars together. That's – you see, it's the same thing that Milwaukee did. Milwaukee, everything started out their, – their front office and their management and their ownership was like, we're going to stay consistent to whatever we have. No. Nah. Oh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say consistent with every half. And then their superstar did that. And then thusly you get a situation where all those guys got to grow together and you just added pieces to it over time. Hmm. Hey, they can learn this year and they can go to work. I feel like that's kind of the biggest thing uh, this year when it comes to Joel Embiid. Like he's actually being the leader of that team. He's actually critiquing everybody's play. Uh, when he came out and made fun of Tyrese Maxey, what did Tyrese Maxey do the following game? He came out, shot five threes, and he won against Brooklyn. He did the same thing with Matisse. Matisse, after that game, three out of four games, he shot in double digits, and he shot the ball when he when he was open. Yep. I feel like what we're seeing right now from Embiid, honestly, what should have happened a few years ago. But I feel like because everybody was so afraid, organizational-wise, they were so afraid of Embiid not being on the court that they've – pretty much put all of their basket in terms of building around a team to operate without Embiid for Ben Simmons. And now that Ben Simmons isn't here, you just got to make do with what him make do with Embiid. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. That being said, they're still getting out of the first round this year. <laughs> Depends on the matchup. Mm. Because also the thing that's really turned around the corner is that they learn they're learning how to finish jobs on the road. That's very true. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, any closing remarks? Uh, hot takes? Rams to the NFC title game. <laughs> I also, too, I'm tired of Brady. Like, <laughs> oh, no, I just believe in Sean McVay. That's, that's my closing remark. Oh, yeah. Ben Simmons will still be on the Sixers by next year. Oh, my God. That was just a fact. I don't even think that was a hot take. Uh, yeah. yeah. You're going to close the show and make me depressed. <laughs> Here's a hot take, Chris. Sue Bird's coming back next season. Huh? Sue Bird's coming back next season. I'm excited. Oh, nice. Yeah. Season 19. Oh. Um, 
they're, they're bringing that brand new stadium, right? Yeah. Oh, she nice. wants to finish her career in that stadium. I don't know if she'll do like two, but she's definitely coming back next mm. season. So I'm mm. real excited. I remember I was talking about it like a couple of shows ago. Yeah. I really was like wanting her to come back. Yeah. So when she announced it, I was like really hyped up. I'm excited yeah. now for the oh. WNBA season. Oh, I am too. Hopefully the Mercury can uh, turn Make another run with yeah. Tarasi. Well, she should be healthy this year. So I think if she stays healthy, they definitely got a good chance if, like, the same pieces are there. They had a lot of injuries yeah. let, let, for when they made that run. I would just like to say this is my first year following the WNBA, and I picked the team, and they won the ring. So oh, Chicago cool Sky? That. Yeah, I'm a Candace Parker fan. So when she left L.A., I was mm. like, well. <laughs> picked a good Shout season. out Lexi Brown, too, one time, too. Yeah. Picked a good season to hop on the van wagon, I, did. I guess. I really did. Yeah. Yeah, and once again, you got Chris Thomas. It's Carol Carm. DeAndre Burton. Jamal Thomas. And this has been the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture, every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. We will see you next week.